Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? <laughs> Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. <laughs> Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Aww. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, happy opening day to you and yours. Clip Brock here on a lovely Friday in eastern North Carolina. And welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And we are available to watch on Facebook Live. Like us on Facebook. And subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. And you can chime in there with your questions, comments, concerns, and be a part of today's program. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, from 3 to 4, we'll get you ready for Pirate Baseball as uh, we will talk to some folks live out just beyond uh, the stadium, the fence at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll go out to the jungle and talk to Troy D. He'll be live on location. Got a little Pirate Radio tailgate zone action going on out there. And also Jared Plummer, better known as at ECU Jungle on Twitter, Pack the Jungle We'll uh, see what's going on at his tailgate, and maybe Troy will have some one-on-ones out there as well. We'll, we'll set the scene for you at uh, what all is going on on what should be a pretty awesome tailgate with the weather uh, that is going on outside these studios right now. Pirates and Bryant, the Bulldogs, going at it at 4 o'clock today at Clark Leclerc. So we'll have a jungle update for you coming up in about 15, 20 minutes. Later on this hour, we'll talk to today's PA announcer at Clark Leclerc Stadium. It'll be Morgan Ayler's who will be on the mic at 4 o'clock, and he'll join us to talk Pirate Baseball. We'll recap ECU's basketball win last night. Nice roadie win for the Pirates as they take on uh, took down South Florida, so we'll talk about that. We'll dive into the NFL at 4 o'clock with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. He will join us to uh, – we'll tie bow in the Super Bowl. I saw a um, – FanDuel's got one of the worst Twitter accounts ever. It just feels like they're bored and they have nothing to do. So they just throw out the most random, dumb things. Uh, but today's was Christian McCaffrey is a top blank fantasy pick in 2022. And I want to dive into that with Chandler and Tony. I, I feel like at one point, not too far in the past christian mccaffrey was hands off do not touch him no way he's ever going to leave the carolina panthers don't even think about it to now you know maybe we could get something for christian mccaffrey uh you hadn't seen a lot of them on the field uh these last couple of years so we'll talk about it from a fantasy perspective and a football perspective the future of christian mccaffrey and what panthers fans want the future of christian mccaffrey to be uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so Tony Dunn joins us at 4. Brian North at 5 o'clock. We'll talk some hoops, baseball, 
and more. And then at 525, Greeny, Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, will join us live from a golf course in Florida as uh, he is uh, on the link. So we'll uh, talk to Greeny about what's going on in the golf world. Harold Varner III had a bad Thursday. And is either just about to tee off or is uh, has teed off. We'll keep an update, uh, keep an eye out on what HV3 is doing out in California at the Genesis Open. Could it be an early exodus for Harold at the Genesis? Don't say anything. I like the silence. Something about this silence is very soothing. Have you introduced me yet? Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer here. CJ, what the hell are you doing here? Wait, Uncle Glenn, there's only one parking pass. I'm so confused. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. We have winners coming in. Wes is supposed to be here. Wes is supposed to be here. I found this winner's prize. We're good. We had a winner walk in. CJ I think she won uh, tickets to the game. So I think she's heading out to Clark LeClaire Stadium. To she was them. wearing a 23 LeClaire jersey. Won uh, oh. tickets and a T-shirt, I believe. So uh, nice. good stuff. Got a lot of fans uh, excited. And some gift cards, I believe. For oh, some baseball. Okay. Let me say that one more time, though, Chandler, just in case. You might have missed it the first time around. Could it be an early exodus for Harold Varner III at the Genesis? Shout out to my boy Leviticus as that well. That is the stupidest thing. <laughs> Are you doing Mully now? Uh, Chandler's pretty funny, so I have to try it, too. <laughs> All right. CJ's heading out to Clark McClare soon. It could be a two-man operation here. Two-man man and clip. Two-man band, baby. CNC Radio Factory in here. Let's go. Making you sweat. Let's go. going to be Making a you sweat. Dripping the sweat. Okay. Were you going to say something unfunny? No, I was going to ask if you guys were going to have a rave. <laughs> Not without you. Oh, oh Wow. Uh, so yeah, we've got, uh, all that on the show today. And once again, you can chime in Facebook live, YouTube. Oh yeah. Might I add, and we love this Chandler. You actually did a taste test last Friday. Yeah, I actually, I, I went home and went straight to my parents' restaurant and my mom, as soon as I got there, I was talking to her and said, Hey, I hadn't seen her since uh, the new year. And uh, she said, have you tried the new Bud Light next? Cause she knows I'm a low carb guy. And uh, I, I was like, yeah, I heard it. there's zero carbs. I said, in fact, we gave it away uh, today on Pirate Radio Live. I said, hand me that and take a quick video of me, and uh, I'll do a taste test of the Bud Light next. next. And it was pretty good. All right. Pretty good? Pretty damn good. Okay, pretty D good. That's different. Chance says, where'd you get that hat? I don't know if he's talking about me, you, or CJ. So let's go around the horn. I want to say I got this at UBE, but it has been a while. Chandler, where'd you get your hat? I want to say I got this from UBE. It's been a while. CJ, where'd you get your hat? I got this hat from Mall or Crabtree Valley Mall. I don't know the name of the store, honestly. Okay. All right. There you go. That's been. This has been an episode of uh, where did you get that hat? Did you get that hat? Uh, Tyler thought his feed had messed up with all the silence. No, that was just that was just me delivering a line and nobody reacting to it. Well, there was Chandler was a try, trying to abide by your rule that you don't speak I until know. you get. Introduced. I put him in quite a pickle, didn't I? Well, I'm in I'm in quite a pickle right now. Thank you for uh, not speaking until you've been introduced. 
That is proper radio etiquette right there. Well done, sir. All right, him, sir. Let's see. What do we got? CJ, uh, you're about to get out of here, so real quick. I watched uh, watched a little racing last night. Good to know. Had East Carolina on the TV, had the duels on my laptop. Did the same thing? Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was all right. I wish the guys I bet on would have done something. But Understandable. Uh, so Brad Keselowski and Chris Busher yeah. won the duels last night? Yes, and they're teammates. So Meaning second. they'll be 3-4? Yes, they will be third and fourth. Behind Logano and Larson. It is. So I thought it was Logano. i got to correct myself. It's actually Bowman and Larson. Okay. Bowman, Larson yeah. uh, in the front. Yeah. Kislowski, Busher behind them, and yeah. then the rest of the field at the Daytona 500. And you may have seen uh, Logano wrecked yesterday at the end of the race. So yeah. He's, he'll be coming from the back now, which at Daytona, not a big deal, but just something to look for, I guess. Uh, the trucks tonight? Yes. Uh, yeah, it should be trucks tonight, Xfinity Series tomorrow, Cup Sunday. All right, so a little racing uh, if you want to mix that in with some basketball and baseball this weekend. Speaking of basketball, mm. the Sug Boat was rocking last night, yes, buddy. As the Pirates sug, sug, go on the road and take down South Florida in an ugly basketball game. That South Florida announcer Jim Lauk thought was the greatest game of all time. I would, I really <laughs> want to see the basketball games that he's watched this year because uh, I don't know what he's talking about. He and his broadcast partner could not stop talking about how entertaining and oh, fun man. that basketball game was. It's nineteen to nineteen with eight minutes left in the first half. Oh. I, I think South Florida must be one of the slowest paced teams in the country because he kept saying like. Well, they're not they're not used to playing this fast. Boy, this is fun. This is exciting. So yeah, like, what do their normal games look like? I don't know. Either way, hey, I think they went under, like we uh, projected yesterday on the show. I know for a fact they did, and I know for a fact ECU Moneyline hit as well. Mm. Uh, so the Pirates win it last night. Ah, it was ugly, but uh, you'll take any road win, any win at all you can get, and that is back to back road wins. The Road Warriors. Uh, are the North, the East Carolina Pirates. They'll take on UCF coming up this weekend on Sunday. Last night, your high score was Vance Jackson with 16, Tristan Newton at 14, uh, Brandon Suggs, 13, three rebounds, two assists, three turnovers, one steal, at least one charge, maybe more. A little bit of everything. A little bit. Sprinkling in a little bit of everything. And Tremont Robinson-White with the late Woo! dagger. What a... Clutch shot. Just about what a shot, Jeffrey. Just about <laughs> sealed the deal. How about Tremont? Ten, six rebounds, and no assists. That is a weird stat line for Tremont for him, Robinson. Yeah. White. We had a uh, four guys in double digits last night, right? Correct, sir. Yeah. So I mean, uh, not a high scoring game, but a lot of guys contributed a good amount of points. Tristan Newton was four rebounds and three turnovers away from a quadruple double. Huge. <laughs> he had 14 points, 10 assists, six boards, seven turnovers. Wow. Tristan, that's too many turnovers. Luckily, he had 10 assists, so the ratio didn't get completely crushed. But uh, that's, that's uh, too many turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been talking about that, about Tristan Newton not being able to hang on to the basketball, and it kind of continued last night with seven turnovers. But 
he was able to contribute in other categories as well, the ones that matter, which is points and rebounds and assists. So uh, Tristan also getting to the line and, and being automatic at the line too. So Automatic, Chandler. Just easy money. That's what you want out of your point guard late in games. Hit your free throws. All right, so uh, that was a uh, not really a surprise, but a pleasant outcome last night. All right, we're uh, we're getting ready for some baseball. We'll run over these. Um, I did some uh, ECU baseball prop bets earlier today. Big fan of that, by the way. I like that. All right, so you chimed in on your answers and everything. No. Oh, so not that big of a fan. No. Okay. Just somewhat of a fan. Well, I was trying to suck up, but okay. No. Nope. <laughs> Next time I won't. Uh, some opening day prop bets for ECU baseball. What do you got? You can chime in with your answers. Garrett Saylor, over, under, four and a half. And I, Chandler has his answer, so I'll go by his, uh, see what he says. You're going under. You say Garrett Saylor strikes out four Bryant Bulldogs today. Yes. I think, uh, he'll let the defense play for him today, uh, kind of force some ground outs, some pop ups. Uh, but obviously I want him to go over, but I could see him kind of limiting his strikeouts to, I, like I said, I think I could see him getting to four, um, but that defense uh, with Zach Agnos moving to second base, Amac at third, obviously you got Giles at shortstop and then Moylan at first, and then you got the outfield as well. So um, I think I think the defense is going to get it done for him today. All right, thank you. Not many strikeouts from Garrett Saylor. The outfield is playing today. Yes, Bryson World in center, right field. We don't have a lineup. I know. I, I was wondering if you already had a lineup. Hmm. But you are fairly certain there will be an outfield behind there, here. Excited. I think there's going to be people. Maybe angels in the outfield. <laughs> maybe a heavenly force can help us out today. Who hits the first pirate home run of the season? Chan Man is going with that big fella at first base. Josh Moylan. Saw somebody had a mat, which I, I like that one as well. There's a lot of guys that you can, you know, put in there. Uh, Bryson Worrell. Um, that's about it. Yeah, a lot of guys, and you named one. Uh, I tell you what, we'll run over these when we return. What's your favorite term for a home run? What do you say? I feel like I say go yard a lot. Go yard rake. That's I, describing hitting home runs, like or hit all of, or just batting in general. Yeah, I think that's you're, more you're just raping. like hitting it all over the field. Um, am I allowed to say piss missile on on air? Well, you did. Mm, you just did. You did. Thanks, CJ. Wow. Ouch. Um, knocker. All right. Let's take a time out. Come back. We'll go live to the jungle when we return. Hope they get good phone service out there. We shall see. We'll see. Uh, And talk to the folks getting ready for some Pirate Baseball, East Carolina Bryant, 4 o'clock. We'll be watching that here during the show. So stick with us in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll talk some football and uh, tell you what's going on with ECU Baseball. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Free Beer Friday. Back with you after this.
are listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back to the show. Vacation spots are right here in your on, in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, thank you, Chan, man. A lot going on. Got an update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. ECU softball is taking a one no crap. Colgate leads ECU one nothing early in the game. Sorry, I misread that. Got excited for a second. We'll be winking later on. Pirates will come back. But Colgate with an early one nothing lead on ECU. Baseball Pirates get underway at 4 o'clock. We have a lineup. I'll run it down real quick. Riley Johnson will lead off playing right field for the Pirates. Carter Cunningham in his ECU debut playing first base, hitting second. Josh Moylan, Chandler's pick to go yard first for the Pirates this year, is DHing, hitting third. Zach Agnos at second base in the cleanup spot. Bryson Worrell is playing center field, hitting fifth. Ryder Giles at short is hitting sixth. Alec Makarevich is playing third base, hitting seventh for the Pirates. It'll be Lane Hoover in left, uh, hitting eighth. And Justin Wilcoxon is the catcher today, uh, ninth in the order. Garrett Saylor. The uh, tall righty on the mound for ECU. All right, let's head out to the jungle and talk to at ECU Jungle on Twitter. He is Jared Plummer joining us today to set the scene out just beyond Clark LeClaire Stadium. Jared, uh, happy opening day to you. How you doing, man? Hey, this is the greatest day of the year. I'm telling you this from now on. This is uh, Eastern North Carolina. Is, uh, I think we need to have this some sort of federal holiday of some sort, <laughs> east of I-95. You think PJ Connolly could get that done, right? Being he's a former player. You know what? I, look, and I should have. I have contacts with PJ. Look, let me. I'm gonna work on that for next year. But uh, 2023, we got. Look, the year 23, we'll make sure it's a holiday in Greenville. How about that? We'll make that happen. We'll get PJ on the line. Absolutely, Jared. You've been doing this a while. This has got to be, and it's cooled off a tad, I guess. But one of the best weather days for opening day since I can remember. How about you? Well, we were just looking at it. It's you know mid 60s. Uh, look, we've got a 15, 20 mile an hour breeze going out, you know, across left field, but it's nothing like, well, last year we were over in Stratford Arms huddling around a little heater when it was, you know, 27, 28 degrees. So look, we'll take, we were just joking that, um, a couple of us had to go back and get some shorts, uh, for, we, some of us have been out here since 10. And don't be wrong, it's going to start getting a little cooler, but, uh, but no, we're, we're good. And honestly, the more you drink, the warmer you get, so we're all good. A long tailgate, a fun tailgate going on for Pirate Baseball today. I saw the video the, uh, the that you posted with the burgers, the picture, video, I don't know what it was. Those are some of the best-looking burgers I've ever seen, Jared. Well, well it's funny you say that because I'll take an aside. It was Brian Dilday's burgers, and we joke that they're they're well done, which means he is in mid-season form. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But truthfully, no. We've we've already got a uh, we got burgers out here. We got dogs. I know we've got brats. And then I went to the the big tent down close to the center field, which we uh, we say the original jungle. The guys that started, um, yeah, they usually have a smorgasbord down there. So uh, no, nah, we're we're doing it right up here. 
great little crowd. It's, it's nice for, you know, 4 o'clock start. Yeah, in February, I remember the scene from the regional where the parking lot out there is packed and, and everything's packed out there. But uh, how, how about today for an opening day? Is this a strong crowd compared to uh, to years past, Jared? Yes, very strong compared to years years past for, for opening weekend. Yeah. Tuning in, look, who, who are we kidding? This is February. This isn't May and June, but no, this is a great crowd. We probably have half the park, half the parking lot full for the jungle, which is a which is a big deal for opening weekend. So look, Good deal. Definitely excitement. It's cool to see. Jared, uh, who is going to hit the first home run for East Carolina this season? <laughs> well, okay, so I'll say this: Who, who did uh, Chandler? Who did he say? He has Josh Moylan. Okay, well, I'm, okay, well, I can't say him. Um, I was going to say Moylan, but truth be told, if you would have told me two hours ago, I'd have said Moylan he's going to hit lefty. And the, the the wind was howling to right field, but huh. now I got to figure out. You know, I don't know. I'm gonna throw. Let me throw a curveball since since Cliff's gonna throw some curveballs with the uh, starting lineup. <laughs> let's throw Hoover out here. If he's gonna play left field, I think he might go a little up, a little oppo pop. All right, you'll give him. Uh, you'll give him some some. I don't know. Help out there. Some motivation while he's in the field to hit a right. dinger. Are you guys ready Pardon. to harass the Bryant left fielder? Oh, you mean Derek Smith? Oh, <laughs> who the left fielder is? No, actually, I was joking aside. We 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 uh, chatted with him before uh, when they were doing BP, and uh, and it, it's funny because I guess he has, he's followed the account, and he goes, "Look, I just want to let you know, you know, be gentle. Because, look, <laughs> if you joke around back, you're going to be the, the the greatest atmosphere of your life. If not, we're going to put the ten year olds on you, and then you're, then it's your problem." <laughs> that is really neat, and and we talked to some of the Pyre players on Monday about that, and and Bryson Worrell who. Uh, hears you guys all the time, and, and he's glad that you're on his side. But that is uh, something that is pretty unique to Clark McClare Stadium, the the impact. And really, like the ECU player said, if the opposing team has fun with it, like it sounds like their guy is doing, then it's all fun and games, right? Like no harm, no foul. No, look, you know, look, truth be told, in left field, we don't cuss, we don't talk about their moms. Everything's clean, but in the end, you know, these are 18 to 22 year old kids. And uh, frankly, look, I mean, our job is to get in their head a little bit, but also to have a good time for us and yeah. to have a great time with them. And no, look, we we do our part, whether it be for the positive or the negative. Uh, you know, in the end, we're just trying to grow the game, right? Grow the game. Jared does a great job of that on social media at ECU Jungle. Jared, uh, have fun out there. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the season, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, bud. Sounds good. Go Pirates. All right, there he is, Jared Plummer. You know him on Twitter, at ECU Jungle. They are fired up for some Pirate baseball. All right, let's stay in the jungle and move down, I guess, a few parking spots and see what's going on at the uh, Pirate Radio tailgate zone out there in the jungle. Troy D. joins us today from the jungle. Troy, what's going on? (laughs) Hey, man, yeah, we're only about 10 feet away. (laughs) I, I know he's trying to take my job stuff but uh he's doing a good job i'm gonna take his job in the jungle and he's gonna take my job on the air so we'll do a little role reversal uh great day to be out here for opening day uh, as he mentioned look you got to remember it is february but man what a great day for february we've seen a lot worse weather out here i've got one of our stars from the jungle he is the leader of the megaphone crew the, the original megaphone guy brian dilday he is back and ready to go I was talking with you early, Brian, and the voice is sounding good right now for the first game of the season. Hey, I'm feeling great. You know, I've tried to rest up the last couple of days and uh, get ready to chew on our Pirates. We always got to love those Pirates. At what point does it start to get raspy? Is it midseason or is it like the third game of the year? It's like the third inning. <laughs> 
I'll get started with them and, you know, get a couple one up, one downs, and then uh, roll them with it. Next thing I know, here we are about third inning. I'm like, okay, got to get a little hydration. So a lot of folks may not know Brian personally like I do, but we went to college together, a little fast fact, and I knew you back in the early 90s. But they know your voice or they have heard you, even if you sit in the grandstands or if you ever attend an ECU game and you see the megaphone out in the left field. That's you, although you've got a lot of followers. You've got a lot of guys that now bring their own megaphone. How many do you have in your crew this year? We had about six or so. We've, uh, we've definitely grown over the years. Started with me, and then uh, we've done many different trips and things to go support the Pirates. And uh, we were able to, along the way, people, and I even see kids coming up, and they'll be like having their little megaphones ready to go and cheer on the Pirates. Kind of a – I always say the jungle out here is the closest thing to like a football atmosphere you get tailgating-wise. And it may not have the volume of tailgaters that ECU football does, but it sure has the passion. That it does. You know, Pirates support Pirates, and baseball is one of those sports that we all know. They're going – they're always a national contender, and they're a team that we are going to support, we're going to love. we got a great coaching staff. we got a great team. We've got great fans, and we just want to do everything we can to help our Pirates uh, to do it, take care of business on the field. First tailgate of the year, what's on the menu today? We went All-American, hot dogs and hamburgers, baby. Hard to go wrong there. You can never go wrong with hot dog and hamburgers. My buddy Bram Anderson says, everybody loves burgers. (laughs) So true. All right, good seeing you, man. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll be hearing from you soon, I'm sure. Hey, always a pleasure talking with Troy, and uh, as always, go Pirates. Arg. All right, Clip, uh, fun festive atmosphere, as always, in the jungle parking lot here literally in the shadow of Lewis Field at Clark Leclerc Stadium. So, uh, festivities getting ready to get underway. First pitch, 4 o'clock. So, uh, also have games Saturday and Sunday. Looking forward to the uh, return of ECU baseball now. Let's see. Only 30 minutes away. So, uh, great time. Plenty of time for folks to come out here and enjoy themselves at uh, at the stadium day two clip. Yeah, it should be a fun weekend and a uh, fun opener. Great weather day. Have fun out there, Troy D, and uh, get us a win out there. Sounds good. Tell Chandler I'll save, uh, I'll save my cold one. Chandler, man, uh, has one waiting. Chan, you got a few uh, waiting for you, it sounds like. Yeah, I put a PSA out there on Twitter, and I had uh, Gene Briggs, uh, I had Josh Thomas, now I've got Troy D, and uh, a few others, too. I think Brian's wife, uh, Corinne, I, I responded as well and said they would have a few. Sometimes begging works, so good for you. He's got, he's got a lot of work to do when he gets out here, Cliff. Oh, he's going to have to earn it? No, he's going to have to go to everybody and, and have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that kind of work. Everybody that's offered him one, he's got to go uh, accept it. Yeah, yeah, it's like a relay race. <laughs> <laughs> it would be rude not to accept it. He said, hey, save me one. Everybody that saves him one, he needs to go have it. That's, yeah. hey, that's right. Yep, there you go. All right, Troy D., thanks, man. Have fun, Troy. All right, sounds good. See you guys out here. All right, there is Troy D. Uh, Chain Man, let's, uh, I'm going to continue going over those uh, prop bets because we only hit a few earlier. So you got Sailor having under four and a half strikeouts. You say he gets four. You got Josh Moylan hitting the first home run for East Carolina. And you you said Moylan gets the birdhouse on his head first. We, Will the birdhouse be back this I, year? I, I was just assuming that it would be back. Yeah. Um, if I kind of if they do something new. If they do something new, great. Uh, or maybe like uh, what Troy said the other day, maybe they'll paint 
um, paint it purple or do something like that. But now if Jake Kuchmaner is in charge of that, I think he's going to be a traditional guy yeah. and, and stick with the tradition of the birdhouse. All right, you have how many runs for East Carolina tonight? You have the under seven and a half. So, uh, what what run count do you have in mind? Uh, I'm thinking about maybe six. I can see it being like a six to one game, six to two. ECU win over under four and a half pitchers used by the Pirates. You are going under, which uh, explains why you think they'll Bryant will have a real low run total. You think the Pirate pitchers will. Handle their bats today. Yeah, maybe I can see Sailor going maybe, I don't know, three or four innings, and then some of those relief pitchers, maybe like C.J. Mayhew coming in and uh, taking care of business for another uh, two or three innings, and then having somebody come in and close. So maybe three different pitchers. All right, ECU stolen bases over under two and a half. You have the over. The Pirates do have a fast team. Yeah, you got Zach Agnos, who was on here uh, on Monday in the Players' Lounge, who said that he sees himself – as a savvy base runner, and I think so as well. Um, so if Hoover gets on, if Hoover he's a gets on, Bryson Whirl is a guy who has speed. If he gets on, and I could see him getting on at least once or twice today. So uh, I'm going to go over. Uh, is it two and a half? So at least three stolen bases for the Pirates. And will ECU score in the first inning? Chandler says they will not. No, I say I think I did say it would come in maybe the fourth or fifth. Most Second third. time through the order. Yeah. So um, you know those guys would probably have the. You know, get the jitters out in the first uh, go round with the lineup, and then when they come back around, I think that's when the runs will come and in, in score. All right, looking at some other uh, answers we got here. Davis says Alec Makarevich will have the first home run. Uh, Odom says Bryson Worrell will have the first dinger for the Pirates. An attitude adjuster on Twitter also says Bryson Worrell will have the first home run. For ECU, Skull Pirate is going with Josh Moylan. Uh, will that home run come today? We shall see. Could be tomorrow. Could be, could Sunday. be tomorrow. Could be Sunday. I, I do think we'll see it this weekend. Though. There, there's no way we'll go the whole opening weekend without a home run for the Pirates. There's no way. <laughs> don't you, like, I, I don't know. The older I get, don't you hate saying things like that, especially when you know it's being recorded? Because, like, while you were saying it, you gave me a look like, I wish I wasn't saying this as I'm saying it. Yeah, I'm still giving you, I'm still giving you that look right now. <laughs> like, let's take that back. All right, we'll take a time out, come back. When we return, we will talk to today's PA announcer at Clark LeClaire Stadium. I am uh, very pleased to uh, be able to do that Saturday and Sunday. Today, it will be Morgan Aylers, voice of Minji's and Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. He will be behind the microphone today at Clark McClare. We'll talk to him. Clip. And we have a very special guest that's going to be riding along with us for the rest of the uh, time. The legendary Wes the Mess Hines is in that building, we'll baby. We'll find out what Wes has been up to as well as he will be producing our program today. We'll take a time out, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back to the show. Need some beer for this ECU baseball opening weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating NC craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check uh, check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on a Friday edition, a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. we got some Bud Light Next to give away. Next. Coming up in hour number three, Bud Light Next. A brand new, super crisp, zero-carb beer brewed with the tradition and legacy of Bud Light, but created for a generation that wants a more interesting, equally refreshing, and lower-carb and calorie beer option. We will give away 12 Bud Light Nextuses. And a large two-topping pizza from Domino's coming up in hour three of today's show. A uh, couple of scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Uh, I'm watching Mississippi State. Mississippi State and the Dirtbags of Long Beach State are scoreless playing in the third inning. And NC State, I just saw, has taken uh, jumped out to a 5 to nothing lead early against the Purple Aces of Evansville. So uh, a lot of college baseball going on, East Carolina and Bryant coming up at 4 o'clock. Uh, let's welcome in Wes Hines. Hello, hello, Clipper. Wes, thanks for uh, helping us out, man. No problem. Everything good in your world? Oh, yes, everything is going great. We'll get a Wes update later on uh, in today's show. Okay. And uh, But we appreciate your help. Chan Man, great job as well. CJ is off to Clark McClare Stadium, so... We are uh, all systems go here at the station and covering the game out at Clark LeClaire. Let's head out to Clark LeClaire once again and talk to Morgan Aylers, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Morgan will be on the PA call today as ECU takes on Bryant. Morgan, happy to, happy opening day to you. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. Opening day, weather's turned out to be good, so excited for some Pirate baseball here this afternoon. And as I know you are coming up on. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yes, sir. I'll be out there Saturday, Sunday. Really looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing what Garrett Saylor can do in the opener for East Carolina coming up today. Morgan Carson Wisenhunt uh, suspended, uh, according to Cliff Gowen, violation of team rule, singular. Uh, next man up, that man is Garrett Saylor. Jake Coochmaner throws Saturday. And then Jake Hunter, the youngster, on Sunday. So that's the rotation for the weekend. Morgan, high expectations for this ECU baseball team. You hate to be without your your Friday ace. uh, But next man up, and uh, we'll see what they got tonight. Yeah, you know, it's not like they have a lot of baseball for the Pirates, and I think you just shifted a few things over. Um, And I'm excited to see what the the, the offense can do for the Pirates, too. You lose some pretty potent sticks in the lineup in the last couple years. But, you know, you talked about that next man up mentality, and, uh, you know, the Pirates have got some guys who have been waiting in the wings, and hopefully that's going to be a big thing for them today to be able to get out there and uh, really swing the bats well this weekend and start off a good series against Bryant. 4 o'clock today, 2 o'clock on Saturday, the series finale coming up at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Morgan, how about Joe Dooley's Pirates? What a weird stat. The Pirates haven't won a home game. We had not seen them win live in over a month, yet they've won two road games 
uh, in a span of eight days. Uh, and last night, they knock off South Florida. Great to see uh, the guys staying in it uh, despite some adversity, uh, playing hard and picking up a road win last night. Yeah, early on, it was an ugly basketball game. Yeah. Watched it both ways. It really was with the Pirates. You know, it wasn't their traditional, this is uh, crank a bunch of threes up. They were they're taking the ball inside and trying to do some things there and really hung in there until the second half and uh, made some adjustments and, and came back and won that game. That was a big win. You know, last night, Central Florida or UCF was at Houston, took it on the chin down there, and the Pirates yeah. will have them on Sunday. So that's going to be a tough matchup before they get South Florida again uh, next Wednesday. And the Pirates are, you know, they're right there. They're on the cusp of possibly having a winning season. They just got to put a few things together. I think the Pirates are going to play a whole lot better Sunday than they did last night. I've just got a feeling they're going to go into Orlando and, and play UCF tough. Um, UCF, uh, that was the game that Brandon Suggs hurt his ankle and was out, you know, left. And then the second half, the kid just went crazy. Yeah, Pirates were up 20 in that game, Morgan. Yeah, and then Brandon Suggs goes out and makes a big difference defensively. But, uh, I can't remember the, the player's name for the uh, for the Knights, but uh, oh yeah, like twenty in the second half. Yeah. He had none in the first half when Brandon was guarding. So that just goes to show you what they can do, and uh, hopefully the Pirates will do that Sunday afternoon. And these guys are playing hard. Really like what I see from uh, the young guys in terms of effort. And Alexis Reyes is a guy that didn't play. Uh, at all for a lot of the season. We've seen him come on late. Hey, had a turnover late, still looks like a young player, but had a big offensive rebound and pass for an easy deuce, had a nice steal late in the game. And uh, you look at him, Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, these guys in their first year in the program, really playing hard, Morgan, and playing key minutes for uh, for Joe Dooley's team last night. They are. You know, you and I talked to, before the season started about a couple of the guys I watched in yeah. some practices and they can really shoot it. And Reyes is one of those. He's hit a couple of three-pointers since he's been getting more playing time. And uh, I think as he grows and, and his body matures a little bit physically, he can be one of those uh, Vance Jackson-type players and, you know, Next year, the year after that, I just think he's got a really lot of potential, and I love Brandon Johnson. I think he's uh, he's sort of settled down, started off really, really hot, but he's settled down a little bit. And, yeah, uh, he's going to be a really special player for the Pirates as well. Yeah, and and might have got a little shocked by the uh, level of competition once he got to the conference play, but he has, as you said, settling in. Morgan Ehlers will be on the uh, the PA coming up Wednesday night, East Carolina back home, a rematch with South Florida coming up Wednesday after they take on UCF coming up. This weekend, Morgan, looking at ECU football here on our Bud Light ECU report. The schedule is out. Uh, very odd, Morgan. I don't recall four straight home games. That'll be the case all September. Football at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Kind of a, a unique scheduling quirk there. Yeah, I was looking at it. you got four games to start. Then you're on the road for two games. Then you're home for two games. Then you're, you're I think, away for a game, bye week, away, and then home. Or Something like that. Maybe it's home and then away. I don't know how it is. But it's really a, a, a interesting schedule. And the Pirates have a chance to, you know, come out of September uh, if they can play to their potential. You know, I, I wouldn't be sh- uh, shocked if they're at least 3-1, and one, if not possibly 4-0. Oh. Um, you, you know, it's going to be a tough. And NC State's going to be tough. They're going to be really a good football team this year. But I think the Pirates can play them. They'll be at home. It'll be the season opener for both teams. And I look for some good things for the Pirates this year. Exciting when you're watching the spring ball as well. See some of these new guys step up. Definitely. Morgan, you are planning on making a trip to Provo, Utah this football season? Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, that is the plan. 
But I'm going to tell you, if you're sitting there trying to book airline fares, <laughs> good luck because with the price of fuel in these airlines, you know, it's just it's crazy right now. But, yeah, that's the plan. We're trying to, to get up to uh, Provo. I've never been out there. Looking forward to that trip. Yeah, I heard it's a pretty unique, different, cool uh, game day environment. Uh, what, what's your favorite road environment you've uh, been to in fo- college football, Morgan? One that I don't like, but it's an incredible environment, is UCF. I mean, they, they you know they got the bounce house down. Yeah. You know why they call it the bounce house because it's made from uh, uh, one of these erector sets with the aluminum bleachers, and it literally bounces up and down. But uh, you know, some of the other ones, Tulane's a fun place because it's an on-campus stadium now. But it's not a huge stadium. Yeah. Uh, we were down there a few years ago, and uh, going back down there this year. Uh, USF, not really. Cincinnati, you know, when they're winning, we went up there a few years back, and it was. Uh, I really, I mean, it was packed, and they were into it, and it was not good weather. It was cold. It was rainy for part of the game. And, uh, you know, they're into their Bearcat football. You know, so there's been a lot of different places that have been, but it's uh, one last hoorah for the whole man this year. So yes, sir. Take as as we can. Morgan Ayler is joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll be on the PA today for Pirate Baseball at Clark LeClaire Stadium, East Carolina, taking on Bryant. Morgan, uh, we'll tie a bow on the Super Bowl with you. Uh, game got a little boring at times, and I guess credit to the defense. Also, without Odell Beckham Jr., the Rams just had trouble moving the football until that final drive, and then Cooper Cup absolutely took over the MVP of Super Bowl 56. So, good finish uh, to the game. Uh, Bengals could not get a first down on fourth and one. How, how about you? What was your take on uh, Super Bowl 56? I thought it was a good game. I thought both teams played well. I think you had two teams that haven't been there, so it was kind of a, you know, maybe a feeling out process early on. I thought defenses were tremendous. Uh, a lot of people were maybe not so happy with the officiating late in the game. Yeah. You get down on the one yard line, but here's my take on it is that you're down on the, within the five several times, and now you've got 22 guys within 15 yards plus the officials. If you're going to hold somebody coming across the middle in front of an official, they're going to call it at that point in the game. You know, I don't care if you've done it all game. They're going to call it because you're everybody's compacted in that one area, and it makes it tough to throw the football anyway. But, you know, all in all, I thought the Rams were the better team, and they had the better defense. And congrats to Matt Stafford and the, the Rams for taking home that win. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, uh, we'll let you rest the pipes and uh, get ready for the action at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, we will see you out of Clark LeClaire. Sounds good, bud, and have a good call on the games the rest of the weekend. Thank you, Morgan. Morgan Ayler's joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. East Carolina set to take on Bryant, and uh, our buddy Brandon Manning has chimed in with a guest. Uh, Alec Makarevich, he says, hits the first home run, hands down. No question. Take it to the bank. Our winner, J.R. Robertson. Robertson uh, just came in, picked up his tickets for the game, said Carter Cunningham. Yeah. Now, he's sitting second in the lineup behind Riley Johnson, so he will get in a bat before Moylan and Worrell and uh, Makarevich. Wasn't really expecting Carter Cunningham to be in the starting lineup. Just hadn't really heard his name that much. No, we did see him in Cliff's Cab. By the way, Cliff's Cab is back. Yeah. For however many seasons it's been, uh, pretty I think cool, this is year six. I want to say a uh, pretty cool um, series that uh, Coach Godwin does, and he made an appearance uh, and got a ride on the Cliffs cab to class. 
Uh, some scores going on from around the country. NC State now up eight to nothing on Evansville. How's that? Wow. They are having a fun opening day. Uh, Mississippi State and Long Beach State are scoreless, playing in the bottom of the fourth inning. ECU softball down one nothing as they head to the fourth inning. Colgate against some toothpaste. Against uh, a, a pack of toothpaste. Wow. A tube of toothpaste. Colgate in the lead. Um, all right, so there's some scores on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. It is Free Beer Friday. You can win some Bud Light Next. Next. Bud Light Next. Zero Car Beer is here. Introducing Bud Light Next. Super crisp, refreshing, light beer, brewed for what's next. Look for Bud Light Next at your favorite retailer today. Bud Light proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. The official beer of the ECU Pirates. All right, uh, Tony Dunn said to join us at 4 o'clock. We'll talk to Brian North and Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, in the 5 o'clock hour. I believe Harold Varner III just teed off as uh, one handy-dandy thing to follow is the Harold Varner Tracker on Twitter. Do you follow that, Jim? I do, I do. Yeah, it makes it pretty easy to keep up with what's going on. But uh, Harold Varner III teeing off bad day on Thursday, plus six. Just a couple weeks removed uh, from winning a tournament. He missed the cut last week and is now in danger of missing this one without a really good Friday. So we'll keep you up to date on what HV3 is doing. Uh, Chandler, it is the all-star break for NBA, which kind of caught me off guard. Another crappy Hornets loss last night. What, what, lead, what was their lead late? Well, they had a 14-point lead with eight minutes left in the ball game. They had a 11-point lead with 4.47 to be exact left in regulation. This game ended up going into two overtimes, and the Hornets found themselves losing their seventh straight game. Man, sorry, that's not the seventh straight, but <laughs> they are in – is it the seventh straight game they've lost? Yeah. <laughs> now, they had that blowout win against the Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, but it, maybe it was their seventh straight home I game. I do know in the last sixteen games the Hornets are three and thirteen. Well, I heard that number seven straight, so maybe it was at home. I, I don't know, but yeah, you're right. They did just win last week. Yeah, uh, Hornets just finding ways to lose, uh, which is not a good thing. I was really hoping the Hornets would get that win last night going into the All Star break. They do have an All Star on their team, Lamelo Ball. He's already at the All Star. Uh, where, where is the All-Star game this year? It's in Cleveland. So he's already in Cleveland. I saw him t- uh, um, taking part in, in some All-Star weekend festivities today. Uh, so I know he's not in the best of moods, but I'm sure he's glad <coughs> to be there. When do, since when did All-Stars start getting a ring? I did see that they've been having. Oh, dear. A ring? Yes. Oh, man. So I saw where... LaMelo Ball was presented with a ring and a ball last night before they faced off against the Heat. Then I saw today that the Warriors players were presented, uh, their all-stars were presented with a ring. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, Steph Curry's son, Cannon Curry, uh, presented his dad with a ring. So I, did, I don't know when this ring thing came up, but uh, it's uh, it's got their name on it. It's got the year that the all-star, uh, the year of the all-star game, where it's at. So basically... Like a Super Bowl ring, but I guess they'll get to keep it. And is it as big or small? No, it's, it's not as big as a Super Bowl uh, ring. But uh, 
pretty fancy ring. I used to really be into this as a kid. I'd watch the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest and the all-star game, but not into it now. Uh, and also, I'm not into what is hip and cool. Real quick, uh, let's take a look at these celebrities playing in the celebrity game tonight and see how many we know. Okay. Uh, before we take a break. I got the list here. I hadn't looked it up yet. Yeah, so. a lot of these celebrities now are like YouTubers. Exactly. Which social is why. media stars that nobody knows except maybe your daughter or, you know, teenagers might know them. Yeah, and that's um, who this is for, I guess. So yeah. if that makes sense. But, all right, so Team Walton. I guess this is Bill Walton is coaching oh, the team. Oh, heavens. Uh, Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen is a country music singer and songwriter. Never heard of him. Me neither. Chandler? I feel like I've heard his name, but not too familiar with him. Uh, got a big break in 2017, apparently. Brittany Elena. Here's her description. A woman of many talents. That tells me nothing. Okay. <laughs> she is a... If you have to say that, you're probably not that talented. I don't know. Elena is a host, actress, athlete, and influencer. Influencer. You're going to say, see a lot of that. It doesn't say what she does. Hmm. So I don't know who that is. All right. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Do you I know do, who that I is, I do know who MGK no. is. <laughs> I sure know. He is some type of rapper or oh, I do know who that is. Something. Then, then there's no way I would know anything about it. Machine Gun Kelly. He is a Cleveland <laughs> native. Uh, Diarica Hamby. Okay, she is a Las Vegas Aces Ford. So she's on oh. Team USA. She's a women's basketball player. No, I don't know. I've never heard of Aces her. Ford. Okay. That's right. Okay. Uh, do you know who that is, Chandler? Mm-mm. Noah Carlock. Fanatics All-In Challenge winner, which is a fundraiser. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're finding people that, they, um, that nobody's heard. I'm still looking for a celebrity. Nigel Houston is an Olympian and professional skateboarder. Okay. Matt James, former college football player and season 25 lead of ABC's The Bachelor. Don't know who that is. Nope. Quavo. Quavo? Oh, yeah, from the Migos. How do you spell it? Or say it. Quavo? Or Quavo. Quavo? Yeah, he play, he's played in many of these. He's actually a very He's a good, four-time celebrity all-star he's player. He's played in many of these. He's, okay. uh, he's an Atlanta native. All the Migos are. So you do know who that is? Yes. All right. Mm. Ranveer Singh, a Bollywood actor representing his home, India. Mm. Okay. Alex Toussaint, Toussaint, Peloton instructor. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? Wes, you a Peloton guy? No way. (laughs) All right, Team Neek. I'm assuming this is Dominique Wilkins. I've heard of him. All right. But he's not in the game. He's just a coach, coach, I guess. Uh, Anuel AA, Puerto Rican rapper. Known for his song, China. A collaboration with Daddy Yankee, Carol G, Ozuna, and Jay Balvin. This is all foreign language to me. Oh, my gosh. Mayor Justin Bibb, the mayor of Cleveland. <laughs> Kane Brown. Country singer. I feel like I've heard of him. What's the song? Give me a song, Chandler. Um, Kane Brown. You heard of him, Wes? No, I have not. Have, I've heard the name. Miles mm. Garrett. Finally, someone I've heard of, he is a defensive end for the Cleveland Browns. I'm guessing he's playing the five. (laughs) (laughs) He went viral last year showing his skills on the basketball court. 
Booby Gibson. Booby. A former Cleveland Cavalier. I know him. I know these athletes. Tiffany Haddish. I've heard of her. She is an actress, comedian. I don't know what she's in, but I have heard of her. Jack Harlow. I've heard of him. I just I've, I think he's a singer. Um, I've got some friends that really like him. Rapper, recording artist. Krista Jackson is a Harlem Globetrotters player. And Anjali Ranadive, singer, songwriter, daughter of Sacramento, Sacramento Kings owner. Gianmarco Tamberi, Olympic high jump champion. Holy moly. I am, going back to Machine Gun I am Kelly, way out of touch. Going back to Machine Gun Kelly, he is engaged to Megan Fox from the Transformer movies. Was she Megatron? Which Transformer is she? I think <laughs> she wasn't a Transformer. I know. But, uh, and if you've seen The Dirt, the biopic of... Um, uh, the, mu- the band? The band. Is it Molly Crew? Molly Crew. Yeah. He plays Tommy Lee, the drummer, okay. in that movie. So. There's a new Pam and Tommy series out that I started watching, but I didn't finish the first episode. I'll, I'll go back to it at some point. Wes, you know anything about Pam and Tommy? I Pamela am, Anderson? I am going to keep myself um, quiet on this uh, subject. All right. <laughs> I mean, once you've seen the real video, well, I'll watch the fake one, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the, the first okay. one. So. All right. Good deal. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Tony Dunn joins us. Chad Moore says Vince Carter killed the dunk contest. That's kind of an old man take, but one that I can get behind because that performance was the best all time. I know there's been a lot of dunk contests and good dunks since then, but nothing to top that Vince Carter. All right, here's a question for you. How many dunk contests have they um, broken the backboard? I don't recall that happening. Did Shaq do it? I don't think so. Are you sure? I, I thought he did. I mean, he's like... Once. I know he, he's done it in game. I don't think... I'm talking ha- about during the... Um, I, I don't remember a dunk contest being halted because of a shattered backboard. Okay. We can look it up during the break. Though. That might have been a local one you went to in Farmville list. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't the Farmville game last week that you went to? Oh, my. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Tony Dillon joins us and the Pirates taking the field. We'll talk Pirate baseball along the way. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Winslow's is open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and the famous brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. Located on 5th Street beside the State Theater and the best selection of beers around. They are also taking... Excuse me. uh, And the best selection of beers around. Winslow's for a foot. They are also taking Valentine's Uh reservations... I uh, didn't update this. So they're don't pay attention to this. They're taking so next year, take your loved one 
for Valentine's Day because they are also taking Valentine's reservations. So bring your special someone to Winslow's for a fun evening on the town with an exclusive dinner buffet. That goes for any uh, Tuesday through Sunday. So uh, well check out Winslow's uh, right here next door to Pirate Radio. So let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right. Thank you, Chan, man. Wow. I saw Valentine's Day and I was like, oh, uh, that should not be said. St. Patrick's Day. They're taking reservations. Mother's Day. Mother's Day, right around the corner. President's Day. <laughs> there you go. Every day. All right, Wes Hines, Chandler Honeycutt here, uh, producing today's program. Tony Dunn, and an entire half inning was played uh, during that commercial break as East Carolina got through the top of the first six pitches from Garrett Saylor, although his first one nearly left the yard and saw Igo tweet it. Uh, if it wasn't for the wind, that might have been a leadoff home run for Bryant. But that wind is whipping out there at Clark LeClaire Stadium today. Keeps it in play. And uh, East Carolina and Bryant are scoreless as the Pirates are about to hit for the first time this afternoon. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. All right. Uh, Tony Dunn is here. CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Hello, Tony. Hello. Today was a good day. Mama cooked the breakfast, no hog. I got a beat from Kim. You know what she can do. And the Lakers beat the Supersonics. I was listening. The, the, just, the weather is nice, man. The mu- I put so the did music you have, on. like, windows down, ice cubes yep, playing? Yeah, Rolling through yeah, Greenville? Yep. All right, fair enough. Did you like the halftime show? Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was okay. I think my answer is I don't like any halftime show. I think now that there's YouTube, like, you can go watch any con- like anything you want ever. It's kind of spoiled us. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was good, but at the same time, like, I mean, they're older now. I mean, it, I knew it was going to be good. It was like, but it's still, it's not the number, it's not the greatest halftime show. What well, is Prince? Yeah, it's a yeah. pretty good answer, I would yeah. say. Uh, did you like the game? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good game. It was a little strange that at the end, the uh, laundry started coming out on the turf. Uh. Well, okay. But, uh, it's kind of a makeup call, I feel like. So the play before the linebacker hold call probably should have been a flag. wasn't called. The play that was called a flag, I don't think should have been called and really did kind of cost the Bengals the game because that would have been fourth and goal from the nine, I think. It just they had a lot of opportunities at the end. You know? But But after that call, that probably shouldn't have been a call, the pass interference. Those were justified. Those were penalties. You know, is that defense just couldn't make a stop. I mean, and it wasn't down in the goal line that was the problem. It was the other 40 yards of Cooper Cup just annihilating them by yeah, himself. Yeah, I think he had five catches yeah, for I mean, it's just around insane. 60 yards. <laughs> On that one drive. At, up to that point, and then dominated that last drive. Yeah. And it was, uh, he was the MVP, well-deserved. Uh, Rams win it. Uh who was it? Rodney Harrison before the game kind of just like nonchalantly dropped a bombshell that, oh, yeah, by the way, Aaron Donald said he might retire if they win. And like nobody had talked about that before 30 minutes leading up, or an hour leading up to the Super Bowl, but I haven't heard anything. In fact, I heard the audio from the parade where Aaron Donald said something to the effect of, with, with all these guys around, let's run it back. Let's do it again. So oh, really? I think he's leaning on coming back, but I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I've heard about from the parade is that girl falling off the stage. Yeah. Now you want to now talk this about... is taking a dirty twist in the, I know. In the last moments. This is like you you can't write this stuff. So very briefly on this, um, 
There's a camera showing Matthew Stafford and I believe his wife, right? Yeah. And there is a girl in front of them who is there documenting the event, filming. Yeah, she's a she's just taking pictures for yeah. a photographer. She disappears. She falls <laughs> off the. And this stage is not a little stage. This ain't your typical fourth grade, fifth grade graduation stage. I mean, I read that she had like a spinal injury. Yeah. Well, they say broken. But they said like fractured spine. Cam had that. You remember when he had? But like, so you there are degrees of that. You know, when you hear fracture and yeah. things. Well, look, terrible. I haven't seen the doctor's notes. I don't know what she's got. I know. I mean, you remember it's Mike Tyson said, "I broke my back." <laughs> what happened out there, my Yeah, I broke my back while you were boxing. Yeah, my back is broken. <laughs> what? Um, that's a great callback, Tony. Every reference Tony has is '90s, and like kind of like a small window of early to mid '90s. Yeah, <laughs> like the best of the '90s. I saw uh, it was Wayne's World thirtieth uh, anniversary. Thirtieth anniversary. Clip, on Clip I want to interrupt the broadcast. That out. Yeah, go ahead. What you got? J.R. Robertson was almost, almost correct. Carter Cunningham off the top of the wall, and he gets the triple. It was almost out yeah, of here. The ball almost, like, sat on top of the wall. Yes. J.R. Robertson was almost it was right almost on the money. interference. But, uh... They're, lo- they're going to look at it, I think, because... I don't let's know look. Let's, let's see. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. I mean, that's let's a home see. run in my, in my eyes. How's that? It, I mean, it hit the like. Isn't it, I mean, it hit the dang back of the wall. And it hit the back, back of the wall. Back in. I don't know. Okay, so this girl broke her broke her back. Her back is broken. <laughs> her back is broken. I don't want to make fun of that. Maybe she's really injured. Now, oh, and her two cameras broken the, as well. The story continues because here's what people do if somebody becomes famous overnight. Okay, first thing that happened yeah, was is people Matt started Stafford saying, yeah, this is, awesome. is vilified because he the goes, girl falls. Oh my God. He makes kind of like a oh. like a whoa face and then immediately walks off. Drink his water. That is, that's all we see. We don't know what happened right after that. I try, I don't... That's why it's stupid to judge these very. I know. I we did this on debate my take last night, and um, I'm, I'm a Matt Stafford defender. Yeah, it's well, awesome. yeah. Either way, and his wife looked very concerned. I don't know what happened in the the aftermath, but Matt Stafford got roasted on social media because he did not save the girl. Right, and it, and so then they go and pay for her medical bills. Yeah, and the cameras, very nice. Also yeah. the cameras, they're paying for the cameras too. And at first the team said they were going to do it, and then I think Matt Stafford said, "I got to take this one for yeah, I got get it. my PR." Yeah, back. so he he saves his uh, himself. Takes a wild turn today. So then, what do you do when you learn about a new name uh, in social media? You look up their previous tweets. And you search for bad terms and their name in the same tweet. Again, I said this earlier this week that instead of guilty until proven innocent, I assume something is fake on my computer screen until I verify it's real. So I don't know if all this is real or not, but the girl has since uh, deleted her Twitter, I believe. But there are, like, old posts of in bombs a lot of them. homophobic stuff like the whole nine the whole get the whole canceled <laughs> smorgasbord <laughs> of, of that and then the internet always wins if this is the case is that uh what was it uh i saw this one tweet that they put this like that, like African styled hat oh, on, on that, that 
heard yeah. it was like my he pulled the Kufi Keith and he walked away whatever. He Man. walked away from a race our Arcade. I mean, it was just like, oh, God. I couldn't, oh, man. I couldn't stop giggling at, at the video. It is just amazing. And you know what? We'll all forget about this in two days. But for like a three-day span, this girl went from sympathetic figure to, and Matt Stafford <laughs> went from hero to enemy back to a hero. I can't and they're like, he knew it from the beginning. He smelled a rat. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he took one look at it and said, not worth saving. I could, yeah, man. I love the internet. So there you go. That's, uh, you're right. That is the biggest thing to come from the Super Bowl break <laughs> in L.A. That and LeBron, I thought he was like making a bit, doing a joke when he said that they should have a joint parade. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> he was being serious? Yeah. Why? Where are they oh. going? He wants the Lakers, Dodgers, and Rams to all have oh, a parade they, in the city of L.A. They missed because, out on uh, uh, a COVID parade. But like, someone said, oh, because you want an AAU basketball <laughs> tournament. Oh. Yeah, they want a bubble. They deserve a bubble parade for their bubble tournament win. Bubble playoff <laughs> win. LeBron trying to get in. Uh, can I get one of those Rams rings? <laughs> Anybody got one I can wear? All right, uh, so there you go. Rams win it. We will uh, move on. Joe Burrow will never go back to the Super Bowl. You heard it here first. Yeah, you think so? How about that weird stat? So I just same as Cam. There's a like the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never gone back. It's hard to get back, man. It's hard. It seems like you're you got all the time in the world. Yeah. We talked a lot about this on the our recent podcast. Well, 2015 was like was yeah. prime Cam, right? Yeah, I mean, look, Cam just had the one of the most electric seasons that a quarterback MVP. has ever had. MVP, you're right, and really was taking a step forward into like okay, uh, fourth year, fifth year in the league. Looks like he's going to be a superstar for a long time. Plus, the team that year was whatever and one, right? Yeah, I mean, we so were 15 and one in the regular season. Yeah, you went, lost two games, one being the final game of the regular season and one being the Super Bowl. Well, and you think was, you're close. You know, you just think you're, you know, man, maybe we add some uh, offensive line help or something like this, and we can be back. And look at where you are six years later. Cam is not even on a team, probably. His career's over. It, you know, it can change. It's hard to get there. And what's really interesting about it is just, like, even when you're there, everything has to go right for you to win. And I think if you look on the other side of the ball, is the Rams almost lost. I mean, they were... they were Their offense was pitiful when Beckham went out. Yeah, they were fighting uh, to be in that game for a long time. And they had the super team. You know, I mean, they go and make the big trade for the big-name quarterback. They have all of these studs on defense. Somehow they get Odell in the middle of a season. You know, that's not even supposed to happen. After the trade deadline, he just forces him way out, his way out into free agency and then gets the pick, and then he goes with the Rams. And they almost didn't get it. Yeah, so that, like, has to be uh, – yeah, the, the stars have to align perfectly. Chandler, uh, unfortunately, you were correct. ECU did not score in the first inning. A two-out yeah. or a one-out triple, but Cunningham is stranded on third. No score as we head to the top of the second at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. More with Tony Dunn. Uh, I saw Christian McCaffrey because I saw him. Uh, do you follow FanDuel on Twitter? No. It is like whoever's running the account is the loneliest person in the world. 
that just puts out stuff so people will respond to them. Like, name a random football player. They just do anything to get a conversation going. Yeah. But and it's so annoying, and I laugh at it a lot. But today's one of today's was Christian McCaffrey is a blank overall fantasy pick, a top blank fantasy pick for 2022. So I think it's worth discussing. Also, we'll talk about him as a Panther moving forward as well. Talk about that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. Welcome back to the show. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for over 18 years. I'll step back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock. All right, bad dinger alert, bad dinger alert. Bryant, two-run dinger in the second inning. It is Bryant, two, East Carolina, nothing, playing in the top of the second. All right, uh, Wes Hines, Chandler Honeycutt producing. Chandler enjoying a nice snack that was brought to the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, Tony, we were talking about randomly Mike Tyson and his post-fight interview where he broke his back. It's even better than I remember it. So just play it into the microphone there. Talking to Jim Gray after a fight. No, I did it um, by a motorcycle accident. <laughs> I was doing my sit-ups, 2,500, my 20-pound weight, and one day I couldn't move anymore. <laughs> Wait, so is he saying he broke it before the fight? Yeah. And still I had know. a boxing match with I a broken know. spine? Yeah. And well, like he, vertebrae? Or? And he was just fighting a guy, I think, who was Muslim after in that. And then he goes, so they said to him, they were like, well, how did you get through this? Is it hurting? He said, did you take an injection? He said, no, I can't take an injection. You know I'm going to be tested with this. He said, I don't know. Praise be to Allah or whatever. Oh, <laughs> oh man. He was like, oh, he's awesome. He's just, I think he's sort of an American treasure. And I know that's kind of hard to say because he had one bad. But talk about somebody who's brought themselves back yeah. from the depths of, you know, public hate. Uh, I watched the hangover for the I don't for the first time in a really long time the other night. So uh so stands up. So if Mike Tyson came back, that Ashley Scott or whatever she is, she can she yeah. can make a comeback. She'll have, a, redemption She'll have story. a Twitter account under another name in no time. Like twenty years from now taking pictures on the Super Bowl stage once again. Wearing like a <laughs> so like I don't know. Never mind. Spinal. Spinal. <laughs> what kind of back end? <laughs> So, Christian McCaffrey uh, has broken a lot of things, Tony. Records. Oh, very good point. Um, I saw today... Pulled more things than broken. I saw today on FanDuel, or, uh, yeah, FanDuel, 
which is the saddest, loneliest account of all. Let me see if I can pull up some examples for you. Name a more iconic wrestler. Let's see. Name a player in any sport. Like they're getting desperate. Any sport. Just somebody <laughs> talk to me. Name a player in any sport that will break out. And in look, he only got six replies. <laughs> this is really sad when you look at it. Um, who is the best wide receiver here? And it just puts up random guys from the 2000s. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, will they win over or under? Um, like they just want all the interactions. Yeah, they want all the interactions. Make up a fake trade rumor. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's actually pretty good. Though. It's the saddest account on the uh, Internet. <laughs> and it's like they don't have 282,000 yeah, followers. this is not like Joe from down the road right. who just wants to do some sports And talk. he's trying to get a couple of follows <laughs> and get some generate some conversation. Oh, man. They put out that from any sport with 280,000 people and only six people <laughs> replied. <laughs> Some guy commented on a lacrosse player. Uh, but today I did see one that said Christian McCaffrey is a top blank fantasy pick in 2022. And I want to have a fantasy and real football discussion about Christian McCaffrey. Because Tony and Chandler, there was a time not that long ago where, man, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you disagree, Tony, but where McCaffrey, you're like, we're not trading him for anything. Like, he's our guy for his career. Was he ever, like, on the do-not-touch list? Well, I think he can't be on the touch list because he's because, because of well, his contract. Right. Like, it's like an impossibility. People who say tra- trade Christian McCaffrey don't really understand trades. You know, it's almost like the people that are like always, oh, just trade back in the draft. Just trade back. Like, you have to have somebody that wants <laughs> to trade up. Yeah. You can't just manufacture trade backs. Well, how about from a... A fan perspective of, uh, like, would you had ever had any, like, could I make a trade offer two or three years ago for McCaffrey that you would have taken? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I feel like if I'm going to say yes, but I feel like I'm also being colored, like my opinions probably, my answer might be colored by the past two well, seasons. Well, that's what I'm getting kind of to. knowing where we're at. Opinions on like that have that. changed in the last two right. years. Yeah, actually, no, so... It's gotten so bad now that people are saying, and this is just a prisoner. This is what social media is. You're just such a prisoner of the moment. The people are like, oh, I would trade them for a bag of potato chips. You know what I mean? It's just like. It's gone to that point, I feel like. And I think that is uh, a poor take, obviously. It's an overreaction. And can I just jump out and answer your question, the fan duel, the lonely man's question? Uh, Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. It's the top 10 pick. Top five pick. Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. Top three pick. Because when he's healthy, he is the Panthers offense, and he gets the load. And if you start assuming health with your fantasy picks, you'll never draft anybody. You'll just draft a quarterback or something. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, all these guys have. Well, how many, I mean, how many years, I'm trying to think of how many years that I've had this happen to me where, I guess it was Christian McCaffrey, probably, yeah. that uh, I don't think I've ever had Christian McCaffrey on my team, but hurt right away. I mean, yeah, a lot Saquon, of Saquon, right? Yeah. I mean, this, this happens to a lot of people, and that's, in fantasy, I think CW says this pretty well, is like, your first-round pick doesn't make your team, but it can break your team. Yeah. You know, Because everybody's uh, getting a good player in the first round. Until yours is hurt. Yeah. And then you don't have a good player. You just basically don't have... A first round pick. I want to. Maybe I should try to trade out of the first. <laughs> You're gonna Belichick league. your fantasy draft. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, 
How about you, Chandler? I just went three twos. That would be pretty sweet. Christian McCaffrey moving forward. As Tony said, it's kind of not feasible to be even be able to trade him for anything. But how about you know you wanting him to be a Panther for life? Has that opinion changed over the last couple of years? I mean, I really haven't thought about that. Um, but I mean, obviously the injuries and his you know inability to stay healthy is is a concern. But uh, he has he's he's an exciting player. He's brought a lot of pro- productivity to the offense, and you saw how we started off the season last year with him. But obviously we kind of put the load on his back, and it cost him. But uh, I don't know, um, Panther for life. I don't know. I have to think about that one. I haven't even really thought about that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, is there? Do you still, Tony, if he and Chandler, if he's back healthy next year, think, all right, we could do something on offense because we have Christian McCaffrey? Yes. Yeah, but I mean, yes. you got to have a quarterback. I want, I want a quarterback to like to. I want a tandem, a quarterback with him. You know, I just and want Sam a team Donald that looks that functional. Yeah, I just want a team that looks fine. I don't think he. I mean, he could help us, Sam Darnold, but. Um, one of the things that uh, we've been talking a lot is Deshaun Watson again, you mm-hmm. know, and this is always going to surround us. And um, the idea is, is paying the price of like three firsts too much for a player like that. And you go, yeah, well, when you're just thinking of it in Moneyball terms, yes. But if you add Deshaun Watson to that team, then you get a offensive lineman in free agency. And Christian McCaffrey comes back healthy, and you got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, Marshall Jr., Jr., Christian McCaffrey, and just like, like all of a sudden you could have like a top five offense or something. So we've seen how teams can turn around quickly. I think yeah. the Bengals are a good example of this. Well, yeah. It only took them 30 years to turn around, but <laughs> well, Clip but two said, after yeah. But Clip said a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> they they kind of became the example of if you can get a quarterback in there. Anything's possible. Yeah. If you can get a, a, a good quarterback like uh, Joe Burrow, anything's possible. But the thing is, if, if for if us, you don't have Panthers, a quarterback, nothing's possible. Right. But you, you get somebody like a Joe Burrow with the weapons are there offensively. Offensive lines needs work. But I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey, and we just named off the, the receivers we have. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, we're, Sam Darnold, well, I guess, will be the quarterback. Will be the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers next year. That's just we we've got to move on and, and find somebody like a Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm just I'm kind of interested in how people have so quickly like just latched onto this can only be the narrative of Christian McCaffrey. Like he can only be injured, right? Is he's had soft tissue injuries? They haven't been major knee, Quad, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's just been, and it's kind of these lingering issues. And you're like, well, we don't want to rush him back. You don't want to do all this. And it hasn't been like, I'm telling you, if he was if he was on the Rams this past year, he would have played. You know, they would have found a way to get him well, back. So I just don't feel like that these are dehabilitating injuries. I, I think that he still has some football ahead. He's just got to put it together for a whole season. And then you got to start wondering a little bit about training regimens. We've been talking about this. Is like, are these guys over? Are they too gym ratty? And that is like, are they pushing their bodies to these like explosive points to where, you know, they just get hurt because they're like tuned to, you know, it's like having the carburetor running a car too wide open for too long. 
Well, one reason why we look at McCaffrey like that now, a running back's shelf life is so small, so, so short that like have his best years gone by. I don't. I think he could still have some phenomenal seasons, and we've seen guys like Adrian Peterson, who is a a freak of nature. But McCaffrey, he seems like he's pretty darn freaky as well with the way his body is and everything. Yeah, I can and he's see not that old. No, yeah, I know. He's like twenty six or twenty seven. Ton Man. of ton of touches and carries, and I know you don't like to talk about that. I still think he can come back and be and have like another eighteen hundred. Yeah, uh, and I, three of those years. I think in a couple, of, and after those three years, I think he can transition to a slot receiver and still be an effective player. I tell you, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened, and one of those happened to me this weekend. And I get to plug a bunch of your sponsors involved in this story as okay. I tell it. Right. So I went to the Buccaneer mu- musical, the Buck, the Buck, the Buck. And uh saw some people. Actually, this was kind of a cool moment. And somebody goes, hey, don't you have a Panthers podcast? I was like, hey, man. Local celebrity, yeah. Tony Dunn. Yeah, that was cool. He's like, oh, you're on Pirate Radio, too. <laughs> so uh this guy was, like, introducing to there. He's like, here's my friends who's talking to these people. And he goes, this guy said, yeah, man, I work at Parker's. So another sponsor. There's number two. Was another sponsor. Clarence Clemens? No. I asked him <laughs> if they know Clarence. He actually works out at Grover, Grover Gaming now. Clarence does? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to go check him out. All right. Anyway. So uh, he's this one guy. He said, oh, you're on Pirate Radio? I said, yeah, I go on Pirate Radio. I've been going on with Clip for like nine years. Now. Thanks for listening. Yeah. He goes, uh, He goes, man, one of those guys is a real jerk. A real jerk. And I was like, uh, who? What? Who? And I was like, no, not you. Not, no, no. He said one of, the, one of the people that comes around to the like the places that they work so he was i was narrowing it down i was like well it's not clip he's like no it's not clip and i said well is it troy he goes no the other one and i was like and troy was at the buck that night so i got to tell him this story (laughs) so in the most bizarre turn of events the jerk is Jonathan Ellerbe. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, huh. I had that. What an upset. I had that ice cube face, you know, that one. Was like, that's not true. There's no way that's true. I swear, I swear this happened. I said, it, I mean, you know, because you don't want to say people's opinions. Like, well, yeah, but your first guess was where like, Troy and myself had to be. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ellerby was down on the list. No, not even on the list. Wow. I was like, this. are you sure he wasn't confused with somebody? Swear to God. Swear to God. I mean, and I, I actually really love that. Story. Oh, he did. He was like, you have to tell this on the radio. Guys. <laughs> this is going to be great radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have to play this back for Ellerby on uh, Monday or Tuesday when he joins us. Yeah. And uh, Troy, I don't like your shirt. Uh, the oh, one he was wearing. Actually, I didn't see it, but uh, what he did, my man CJ, did my man CJ so wrong. He's like, uh, maybe one day you can move up in the ranks like that. And CJ was like, I gave you, I told you you had a nice shirt like he, five oh, hours yeah. ago. He literally was the first person <laughs> to compliment him. All right, uh, so probably. how about that? Did not have... No, uh, I did not see it come. I was floored. What a jerk. All right, we'll have to do uh, LRB's performance review, Chandler, like we did with myself uh, the other day. Yeah. That that's a crazy story. I know. I told you. A lot of things have happened. I, then he would have been the last one. I Wes, do you him. believe that? No. Oh, yeah. No, there's no way. No, no way. I feel like he just like has maybe has them confused their names. Probably so. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Did he <laughs> give right. examples? Of he knew he exactly who a Troy was, though. So I was like, Troy? No. The other one. <laughs> <I> thought, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Jerk radio here. Uh, we'll talk more with Tony Dunn. We head to the top of the third inning. Pirates down 2 nothing to Bryant after they hit into a inning-ending double play. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Radio Live. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 51,000 followers, which is actually over 53,000 followers, today at PR927FM. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, quick update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Fly ball out to center field, caught by Bryson Worrell, and that'll do it for the top of the third inning. We head to the bottom of the third, Pirates trailing Bryant 2 nothing in that one. ECU softball has put together some runs. They lead Colgate 4-2 to two in the uh, as they head to the seventh inning. So win number two for the Wink coming up, Chandler? Could be. Uh, I hope to watch some baseball later this afternoon, this evening, because this game, I feel like it's going pretty fast. Yeah, you're not going to see this game at this rate. All right, negative Nancy. Mm. Just when you say a game's going fast, that's... Yeah, that's like, like now. <laughs> good point. Especially I'm helping you out. Purpose. I'm helping you out. Especially what happened to the Pirates basketball team? I saw some tweets go flying across that were particularly low. Even for Pirate World. Tony always does this. Tony did this last time. You were like, what's going on? And I was like, well, they just won their last game. You know uh, they won last night, oh, right? I'm like a day behind. <laughs> Tony is day always behind. I was about to say, why would somebody behind. be talking crap? They, <laughs> they won. They won last they night. They won back-to-back You did game. this last week. Okay. That's, that's hilarious. Um, Did you see tweets of me well, that I had? I just somebody said, put somebody up. It's ECU's basketball team is the worst in the world. Like, and this must have been, man, maybe it was two days ago. Time yeah. flies when you're working. Well, Sorry, my bad. They just got uh, smoked in the second half by SMU on Saturday. Okay. And they were down three at halftime. Play, it was a great, fun, entertaining game. And then... Got blown out pretty much. That was the one I saw you talking about, where they got where they were saying that it was in such an entertaining game, and you were like, "No, that was last night." Oh, okay. Where it was an ugly game, but the USF announcers had acted. acted I don't know what their games looked like before last night, but they thought it was the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Uh but no, they went on the road last night. Good, Tony Dunn. Good, nice. They'll be back home next Wednesday. Uh, back on the road this Sunday, taking on UCF home Wednesday against South Florida. Um, are you sad? Football's over. No, yeah. I'm actually. I needed a little break. Okay. Yeah, man. Like, uh, yeah, it takes a lot. You you're doing this like you know when when ECU football season is on and you got the post game and you got all this and you're trying you're juggling your own life and your own family. Um, family. 
It's just uh, I I don't. It was just a long season for for Panther fans this year. In fact, uh, we just started last on Tuesday. I always mark the beginning of our season on the podcast like a new season as the week after the Super Bowl. Mm. Because that's the bookend. And so this is going into our 10th season as a podcast. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. And uh, after, and the ninth was probably the hardest. And really? that's strange, yeah. Because 2014, we had an eight-game losing streak, too. And it was tough. And we backed into the playoffs that year somehow. Um, this one was this one was really a long season. Well, because in 2014, you still had pieces. And yeah. you had hope. Yeah, now Man, you're 2018 was another one, but this, yeah, is that you seemingly this one is just the, the and you feel like you're just saying the same crap. Oh, I know every that week. I know that feeling. And you're trying to find a way to spin it to do something else. Uh, um, I need some good news. As a Washington fan, I don't want to say I'm excited because I think something good is going to happen. But something's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but they have to address the quarterback position in some way, free agency, trade, or draft. So anytime you have that change, that's exciting. Now, if that doesn't happen, they better add something major at another position. But I'm uh, I'm excited to get to this offseason. Free agency is going to be wild. The way that Von Miller and Beckham went to L.A., Like I just feel like we're about to enter a world where it's going to look more like the NBA with these off-season moves, more and more maybe super teams being built, things well, like I that. Well, I think even Tom Brady set that tone a little. Yeah. You know, is that he had the perfect place. He was in a place where he was revered as, like, a, a god. Uh, he had the great, the greatest coach. They had won so much. And him leaving there just seemed kind of bizarre in its own right. And he goes to Tampa and wins that. So I think you, you're you looking at, look, Stafford goes from Detroit now, gets on a good team. You're wondering, we're all, all eyes are on Russell Wilson yeah. and Aaron Rodgers at this point mm-hmm. to see where they go. And has At this, some point we're going to have, you brought up Deshaun Watson earlier, we got to have some like resolution legally, I would think, to that. I don't know. Uh, this is really dragging on uh, yeah. at this point. It has taken a long time. But um, also, how long is it? We haven't seen a lot of quarterback moves, but the last few years have just been quarterbacks all around. They've been, I mean, if you think of Philip Rivers going to the Colts, like we could name all of this. And I, I feel like 10 years ago, the best story probably, like maybe Brett Favre moved I was a thinking about Favre, and then I was thinking about the Manning situation, which wasn't, didn't he have some injuries and they didn't know. Right, he was yeah, he had be, that neck injury and yeah. he had to go to Germany and have that illegal stem cell <laughs> procedure or whatever it was. Then he came back and, like, broke records yeah. and then at the end stunk. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, we had a rash of QB moves uh, a few years ago and a couple years ago, and I think that's going to be the new trend yeah. now. I mean, it cer- cer- certainly seems like it. And it seems like these QBs have something to prove. Like, I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers is. He said all these thanks like it was like he's been very nostalgic about his time in Green Bay, which kind of really suggests that he's interested in maybe moving along. And um, Hey, man, if Tom Brady could do it, then anybody can. I love all these new coaches coming in. I saw the Vikings coach say, I'm excited to work with Kirk Cousins. The Broncos or the Raiders coach comes in. Derek Carr is our guy. There's no way all these new coaches 
have their old QBs playing for them. Something's going to happen. You know, Matt Rule said the same thing about Cam Newton and then cut him exactly. the next day. Yeah. I think Derek Carr is uh, – did I get it right? I always – every you time. You do. Okay. Uh, he's probably the most realistic to stay there. What do you mean? Like, I think more so than Cousins. Cousins leaving? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would think. I'd like Carr. I wouldn't mind Carr in Carolina. Yeah. I mean, what do the Panthers do uh, this offseason at QB? If, if everybody's trying to play catch-up now, and if you don't like what's in the draft, they're going to take a big swing. Men uh, shoe magic. Men shoe magic. He's the new Fitz when Fitz uh, Patrick retires. Has he retired yet, or is he still out there? Is he still a uh, commander? Did, did I tell you about the uh, what happened to Fitzpatrick and his hip and the water slide? Uh, no. The rumor? It's not even a rumor. Well, I think I have. What, what is it? That he injured his hip at a, uh, on a water park with his kids. Like this season? The, when he, Yeah, before the... Yeah, and then he went into training camp. He was and, already hurt. Yeah, and had because he needed to make sure that it was a football injury, not a non-football injury. So that's the... The big story with Fitzpatrick is he bamboozled you y'all. Well, wouldn't be the first guy to bamboozle that organization. Uh, Washington Commanders football. Excited. Uh, we've got runners on first and second. Two men out. Josh Moylan at the plate. Thought that, let's see, Cunningham just uh, almost dumped one into center. I thought it was going to drop. It did not. Uh, but we have now two outs in the bottom of the third. Bryant leading East Carolina two to nothing. What is he wearing on his hand? They wear these uh, oven mitt looking things that protects their hands. But what it really does, I don't know how they're legal because it extends their hand like four inches. And it's to slide? Yeah, like when you slide so you won't jam your finger yeah. or something like that. That does not look like it should be legal. No, and they're getting bigger and bigger. I call them like foam, number one foam fingers <laughs> or oven mitts. Uh, Tapper to third. Moylan's not very fast, and he is out. And that'll end the inning. Yuck. 2 nothing, Bryant as we head into the top of the fourth. All right, Tony, uh, what's a uh, long off season? What does our NFL schedule look like? When when's the combine? I think it is. Um, ooh, that's a good question. March first. Yeah, and then a couple um, weeks. Free agency will be after that, maybe March twenty second, somewhere around there. Oh, there was one Panthers. There's a couple, a little bit of Panthers news. Okay. Um, we extended Frankie uh, Louvu. You got a Louvu that Louvu. And uh, we also brought in a new tight ends coach, Kevin Gilbride, oh, Jr. Was and the, how about Jr.? Yes. I didn't know there was a junior. And his dad coached at ECU. Kevin Gilbride? Yes. Interesting. Who was the former offensive coordinator so, for the New York Giants. Yes, I remember. Right? Who ben McAdoo replaced. Ben McAdoo's bringing in his guys. But he coached in 1998 and 1999, so I need uh, Troy D. since I plugged him today. Oh, he was in the 80s. Was it the 80s? Yeah, 87, 88. Oh, dang it. Offensive coordinator at East Carolina. How yeah. That? Before he we went on to the NFL. Dang it. So what I was hoping to, Troy could land me an interview with the dad. What happened to the uh, previous uh, tight ends coach? Did he take a lateral move to another Yeah. Uh, he Just did. Like, how, and, many, how many coaches does that make? And for Frank Oakham, uh, who was our defensive line coach that was fired, just took a job in Oakland. I mean, Las Vegas. 
and Pat Meyer has uh, accepted a job with the Steelers. Man, I wish they could take Sam Darnold. This guy, well, he's 42, Kevin yeah. Gilbride. Uh, Kevin M. Gilbride started coaching in 2003. Uh, oh, okay, so he's been with the he was with the Panthers as an analyst last year. Really? According to his Wikipedia. Okay. But has now moved to the offensive side of the ball, tight ends. So there you go. All right. I was I love looking at the kids because Kevin Gilbride, I remember him with just like an old man mustache, and now his son's got the cool beard. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I'm going to go with the uh, kind of weird, you know, story about the relationship with all this is uh, his dad was the offensive coach uh, that Ben McAdoo replaced as offensive coordinator and then had this great two years with Eli. Tony, as we said before, this very incestuous. Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) it's just this kind of. It is a league of sloppy seconds, the NFL. (laughs) Thirds and fourths. All right, final question, Chandler, Tony. What about Marcus Mariota to Washington or Carolina? What? How excited would you be on a scale to ten? Uh, put me at about a four. About a four. Yeah, I'm at a three. I probably went too high. Chandler, uh, maybe a five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. He's another uh, quarterback that just throws it four yards every time. Uh, yeah, I don't like his arm. I mean, he. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I he's hate a good his ankles. Quarterback. <laughs> what? Let's talk about what you like about his body. What are your favorite body parts of Mariota? That pinky toe, of his man. Yeah, he's got a good pinky toe. On. I'll give him that. Those ears. Ah, yeah, those hearers. All right, Tony. Thanks for hanging out, bud. All right, thank you. Enjoy your weekend. We will take a timeout. Come back when we return. Brian North joins us. We'll uh, talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Also, Free Beer Friday. Bud Light next can be yours. we got a 12-pack to give away along with a large two-topic pizza from Domino's. We'll do that in Hour 3 as well. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today where you can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. And uh, so just go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All righty, Zach Agnos grounds out to second to begin the bottom of the fourth for the Pirates. It is Bryant 2, East Carolina nothing, a two-run home run earlier in the game for the Bulldogs in the, what, second inning, I believe, uh, put them on top. And they uh, sit right now with that 2 nothing lead, Bryson Worrell to the plate for East Carolina. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. And talk to Brian North, uh, talk about everything going on in the world of sports as he joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. North, how you doing today, man? I'm good. So you're telling me what's going on in the world of sports? Are you relaxing? Um, I'm going to help you tell the people what's going on in the world of sports. Okay. That works. Quite a bit going on, Brian, as uh, 
We got uh, where to begin? Let's let's start with hoops. Uh, another road win for the their road warriors. All of a sudden, Brian, back to back EC road basketball victories, picking one up and uh, not an aesthetically pleasing game against South Florida. Uh, but they go on the road, get a win, and uh, have a favorable schedule to end the regular season. So we'll see how Joe Dooley's guys can can finish up this regular season. When's the last time ECU's won back to back road games to the AAC? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Right. I don't either. I didn't have time to look it up today, but <laughs> happened before. It's only happened once. Yeah. So it's it's very rare, especially in February, for the Pirates to go on the road and get victories. So that's look uh, little signs. I mean, uh, in basketball, you can change the landscape a lot faster than other sports. But sometimes, when you have a program that's never been uh, deeply established, little things like that are, are good things to help you go forward. It's kind of Get your name in a little bit better place in recruits' minds than uh, where it's been in the past. And Brian, I had, we hadn't talked much about this, uh, you know, on the air, but there's definitely chatter, of, you know, with Joe Dooley, the, the future. What about next year? Uh, with him having another year on his contract, it's either extension time or maybe bring in a new guy time, and that's a decision John Gilbert and the folks are, are going to have to make. I know. It's definitely a discussion, you know, behind the scenes and, and from people I'm talking to, but I don't know. What, what do you think about Joe Dooley's future here at ECU? Well, I've always said one of the biggest issues ECU's had is, is consistency, especially when it comes to the program. Now, you can discuss whether or not you like what, what Joe Dooley does with that. Is he, is he establishing the foundation, or is he trying to find lightning in a bottle by getting all the transfers in? It's the way college basketball is now. So I think really what you have to discuss is, You've got a program that's never had much success, sustained, consistent success. And so what is the plan to get there? And is your current head coach, who's had success before, and I think Joe Dooley is a smart guy, knows basketball, knows what he's doing, but is he the guy that you're going to have with the university philosophy of how you're going to change the program? Look, the AAC is going to look different in a few years when Cincinnati Houston leaves and whoever else is going to Central Florida going as well. And so that's going to change the landscape of the competition and, and maybe make competition a little bit more, uh, a, a little more equal for ECU for what they're getting ready to compete in. So I really think you have to have that philosophical discussion. Joe Dooley's a smart guy and a good coach. Uh, is he going to go with the philosophy you want for your university? I, I think that's the big discussion that has to be had. Brian, the, the part about, you know, developing a, a foundation or just trying to piecemeal it each year, I, I, I talked about it with Morgan earlier. There were key moments last night, like Alexis Reyes hadn't played a lot this year. He's playing now, and he's playing hard, and he's playing in key minutes. And you could say the same about Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, who's uh, in the starting lineup. So I'm almost reluctant to talk about, man, just see what these guys look like two years from now, because the way it is, we don't know if they'll be here two years from now, you know? No, no, they won't, especially if you're not winning. You know, kids yeah. they can win and they can play. And so, and that's always been, even before the transfer issue started plaguing sports, ECU always had that problem. Very rarely have they kept productive four-year players who got better and built the program. Yeah. And even when you did keep them, you never kept the group around them to, to help them improve as well. It's always, again, it's always been trying to catch lightning in a bottle sort of philosophy. And, and I know that's where basketball kind of is right now, but it's, it's really a tough way to go through life. You know, when you, when you, uh, construction wise, when you go to build something, you build the foundation and build on up and make it a solid deal the whole way. And that's what you try to do in sports. And I think you've seen Mike Houston has been doing it in football, but that's a different animal. Basketball is a little bit tougher. And in, again, in this landscape, I, I still think it can be done. 
if you're asking Brian North, who's sitting out here in the middle of nowhere, how he would do it, I, I mean, I would, I would recruit uh, 75 to 80 percent of my roster. I would make from uh, Eastern North Carolina, Central and Eastern North Carolina. I think there's enough talent around here. You get them to stay, and and you start building your your fan bases to want to come watch the local guys, and then fill in your parts around that. At least get guys who want to be hungry and want to stay in your program instead of always looking for the next place to go. That's how I would try to do it. Whether that be successful or not, I don't know. But I know that's not how college basketball coaches do it. That's just not how things are done in that sport. Well, if it didn't work, Brian, you could get fired, land a TV gig, and still make good money. So either way, you're good. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Brian North joining us. A beautiful day for baseball. Brian North, opening day at Clark LeClaire Stadium, Cliff Goblins, Pirates. Uh, preseason, picked in the top 25, top 15. A uh, little more difficult to complete that when you're without your Friday ace for now. And maybe moving forward, we shall see about the status of Carson Wisenhunt. But uh, what's your take on this 2022 ECU baseball team taking the field uh, on the field for the first time today? You know, when we talk in sports, we always talk about, you know, getting into the top 25 is, is good. Getting into the top 10 is even tougher. Yeah. What God was trying to go, and sometimes you just—it's it's little things that make you get into that top ten. And, and the way He goes about it, the way He's building His philosophies, all those things are great. But you got to have your, your players to do it. And and look, sometimes there's moments in your program's history when you have talented players who have to uh, learn that they've got to buy into the system or what the coach wants and the expectations they have here. And we all know Mr. Wizen Hunt; he's a little bit different cat. Left-handed pitchers always are, and so uh, I think this is just one of those disagreements that is either going to lead in a direction where he's just not going to be a part of the team, and then you say to yourself, well, if he's not buying into any of those philosophies, that's fine. Uh, go your separate ways and find someone who wants to buy in, uh, or you find out that uh, it's a learning process. Young people make mistakes. Young people have to go through things. Even old people have to go through things. And so maybe this is, uh, for Carson, this is the opportunity for him to have a maturing and learning experience and, and come back even better. We will see. Either way, the program is fine. Uh, one player right now does not make that program. Yeah. One player can help that program in certain games, but the one player does not make that program the way Cliff Godwin has it built. And I think he's he's trying to establish the right things and do the right things. And if you don't want to be a part of it, we'll go on without you and we'll be fine. Yeah, and, and the Pirates had a lot of big shoes to fill with, you know, Gavin Williams and Bridges and Colmore on the pitching side, Norby, Francisco, Cadell on the hitting side, but. Every year, Brian, there's a guy, and, and a lot of people have made this uh, comment this week that, you know, we didn't know heading into last year Connor Norby was an All-American. You know, it, and so there, there's going to be a guy this year that steps up and uh, becomes the, uh, you know, the, the producer on this team. And it, it's probably going to be multiple guys, Brian, and I'm excited to see who that is. And this is where I trust Cliff Godwin. Now, yeah. I talk all the time about how I like, you know, Eastern North Carolina kids to be on these rosters. And that's how I build a basketball team. Cliff Godwin's gone beyond that, right? There's very few local guys in the roster. He recruits nationally now at a level where he does not have to bring in guys from Eastern North Carolina all the time unless they're great. And right now we don't have those great players playing a lot of different places in college baseball. But he's been able to go out and find those guys who we may not be as familiar with, but they are high-quality players who are stepping in right away when the number is called. So. I trust Cliff Godwin because the resume says every year he finds people to step in. They just haven't been able to make that one key play in the Super Regionals to get them to the College World Series. But for consistency of programs and, and what you put out there, 
day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, I trust Cliff Godwin with the choices he makes with the players he brings in. Brian North joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, East Carolina will be in action coming up Saturday, 2 o'clock, Sunday 1 at Clark LeClaire Stadium. North, uh, ECU football schedule came out, and uh, we've talked about this. How about four straight at home to open up the season? That's something you don't uh, see a lot. I don't remember ever seeing that for ECU. Wow, boy, I, I thought like David Garrard and them may have had that at one point, but I'd have to go back and look too. But, you know, it's, with college football, you, that's the neat thing. You only have one game a week. And a lot of times it's not, you know, you have a separation of, okay, you're home a week, off a week, or away a week, and it kind of helps the fan base. Four straight weeks is a grind on the fan base, right? You have a month commitment of having to show up on those Saturdays, and I, I didn't see if they were all Saturday games or not. Yeah, they are. Yeah, ECU is a regional, they draw regionally, right? They get people from Triad and Norfolk and uh, Charlotte, and people have to drive in for those weekend games, and that's a commitment to do four straight weeks. But if you put on a good product in the field and you're winning, people will make that sacrifice for, for those four straight weeks. But, no, it, it's a grind on the fan base, and financially and time-wise, they have to do that. Yeah, and uh, you've got uh, a stretch, Brian, that we're all selfish. We all look out for ourselves. I, I was looking out at this stretch at Cincinnati on a Friday off week, or excuse me, at BYU on a Friday off week at Cincinnati on a Friday. That's three straight Saturdays off. For myself and Pirate fans, where they can uh, refresh the battery. So I'm looking forward to that. Is the uh, fifth quarter more of a grind on a Friday night or a Saturday? I would say I, I would say Friday. I would say Saturday. It's more of a grind. Looking ahead, knowing I'll have a full weekend once I'm done taking this last angry phone call is a good feeling. So, and I gotta think, I gotta think Friday night games, right? It's not people aren't gonna stay up and commit themselves to. To complaining that late at night, so I got to think there's less time in that fifth quarter of the complaining going on. Yeah, uh, which if they're winning, you know, it shouldn't shouldn't be that much anyways. But uh, but yeah, I think that's that's probably better for you and your family life. Uh, Hardy, start scheduling the uh, All American Family Weekend. Yes, sir. Already got it ready to roll uh, for those Saturdays off. We love those around here. Brian North joining us today. Uh, Brian, let's see what else we got. Uh, Olympics are or the Olympics wrapping up. I have not watched any of it. I got to be honest with you. I got nothing. Yeah, you know, I got you look at. And I was never like super into it, but I would at least check it out and try. I don't know. I'm just way, way off the reservation with it. I'm with you on that, and I think a lot of it has to do with the way the sports changed. Right? We always had sports that were defined by a finish line or who jumped the farthest or one of those things. More of these sports now are arbitrary and, and subjective, and you have people doing flips and twists, and a judge has to tell you what they think of it. And, and, and it's all like uh, super shady uh, with the you know judges and everything. Right, and, and I just yeah, I don't know, man. I just I'm a simple guy. Whoever gets to the line first wins. <laughs> but but look, I understand they're trying to appeal to more people, and uh, you know, get your scandals going on. But all these. Uh, Super cross G things. There's so many. It's just not the simple Olympics I remember, or maybe I'm just old and get confused a lot easier now. But no, I, and look, being in Beijing, China, other side of the world, different time zone, there, that has a lot to do with it as well. But uh, ever since, I don't know, mid 90s, the Olympics just hasn't struck me as much. I think it has more to do with more of the professional athletes. There used to be that real amateurism. Yeah. Now there's, you know, you have athletes who are around get paid a lot more and, not that that's bad for them, good for them. I just find it less intriguing to learn about their stories and learn about what they do because they're basically professionals that come out every once every four years. 
Brian, now we had Scott Rogers on earlier this week, uh, currently calling East Carolina baseball in his first year as the uh, play-by-play voice for Pirate Baseball. But he said, I asked him about high school, uh, where we are on the calendar, and he said uh, we'll have some seating, some brackets come out this weekend. And I thought about you. I think it's more football um, when you complain and everybody else complains about the brackets, but uh, you can complain about the basketball brackets too in high school, right? And that's probably even worse than <laughs> done, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, he, Scott I, said that there was a uh, preliminary talks of, and I'm trying to remember the schools, it was one of the Brunswick's versus first flight, and it was a first-round matchup, and the, I think it was like a four-and-a-half-hour car trip or something like that. Oh, probably more than that. Probably, you could probably get to New York City fast if you could get to <laughs> To uh, another spot in North Carolina, the way some places are. Remember that you know I don't know uh, back when we had the other recession, 2008, 2009, and the NCHSA decided to start doing pod stuff, mm. play, basically playing people you've already played in the first couple of rounds, and everybody hated that. So now they're going to the other extreme. But look, it, there's always going to be complaints. Uh, but we we actually had a, a normal regular season. Uh, there was very few cancellations when it came to the high school sports uh, in basketball, so that was good. And so it's kind of a normal season, so it's nice we're complaining just about seeding now uh, when it comes to basketball. But, you know, working the morning show, I have not paid as much of attention to high school basketball. I'm normally the guy who can tell you everything about everybody, but this is the first year I have not seen them as much. So I, I, am, um, I am not as qualified as I used to be to talk about it, but I will guarantee you one thing. The NCHSAA will screw it up somehow in the seedings when they come out this weekend. There will be some matchups that are played way too early. It should be later on in the playoffs, but uh, – Look, Farmville's going to be in there, both boys and girls, again, and making deep runs. Uh, Kinston's going to be good again. I mean, it's going to be so a lot of your usual characters going to be right there um, when those brackets come out. And then you got guys like Wes Carteret are pretty good this year, and we're expecting them to make a deep run in three. Brian, we're joining us, uh, the morning man, uh, joining us today, uh, this afternoon. And I appreciate you doing this, Brian. This is like night twilight hours to you while we're talking right now so i had to go to the grocery store last night at like 7 30 and that used to be my prime time 7 30 p.m that's when i'm going to game i'm just getting the games I'm yeah into it i'm out I, I drove out of my driveway last night and i became old man north like, what are these people doing out so late oh they have families what is going on yeah, what is going on? What is wrong with these people? These hooligans that are out so late. Wow, it's just such a, oh, so weird that feeling. And I'm like, my God, this should be my prime. This is I'm the guy now that I was getting mad at because I wouldn't get out of the way because I was trying to get the. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Absolutely horrible. The circle of life. Uh, good stuff, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Have fun uh, this weekend with your gals and uh, your family, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Thank you, Brian. Brian North joining us on this. Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are going to give you a 12-pack of Bud Light Next and Domino's when we take a break here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, the book is closed today for East Carolina pitcher Garrett Saylor. If you had the over strikeouts, you won your prop because I set it at four and a half. He had five. Five Ks, two walks, two earned runs on four hits for Garrett Saylor today. As he leaves the game, there's one out in the fifth inning and a couple of base runners for Bryant, who lead East Carolina right now. Uh, 2-0 is that score. So East Carolina has just three hits on the day. Bryant has four to produce those two runs. No errors in the game so far. The Pirates have left three runners on base and a 
costly one uh, early in the game. Was it the first inning, right, where Cunningham had the triple? Yeah, hit the top of the wall and uh, got away from the left fielder, and uh, he was able to get the third. So, uh, yeah, Carter Cunningham almost got the first home run of the season for the Pirates. If that's if that was the case, J.R. Robertson, who visited the Pirate Radio Studios right before the game, picking up his prize that he won yesterday, uh, he would have been right. But, uh, unfortunately, he got only got a triple and was not able to be brought home for the first Pirate run of the season. So, Pirates still no scores in the fifth inning. They're down 2 to nothing against Bryant. Break out your winks, folks, because Shane Winkler and the ECU softball team picked up a win. Four to two over Colgate. They are playing against Rutgers coming up shortly. Also, as I was uh, checking the live stats from ECU and Bryant, I saw that lacrosse is going on as well. One to one, the score. I believe they're playing Winthrop. Yeah, and lacrosse. It's a busy day over there at the Grady White Athletic Complex uh, with ECU softball just getting done. ECU baseball still going on right now, and then lacrosse, as you mentioned. Uh, so a busy day here on this Friday at East Carolina. Uh, Tony Dunn told his, uh, his story when he was here last hour that he ran into somebody, and they said somebody from Pirate Radio is a jerk. And Tony went down the list, myself, Troy D., and shockingly... Um, it land, The needle landed on Jonathan Ellerby. Donald Juan on Facebook Live says, Ellerby pushed one of my kids on the ground in the grocery store parking lot the other day. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't think that is real, nope. but no. that is hilarious. I can't see that. No. <laughs> Just walking to his car, shoves a kid to the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds like LRB behavior. Um, we were also talking about the Matt Stafford. Um, during the parade celebration, he, the girl falls from the stage, and Stafford immediately turns around and walks the other way. Uh, Mike says Stafford should have dove off the stage like mankind when he got thrown off the top of the cage by the Undertaker. Just done a giant, he is broken in half, as God is my witness. Uh, but instead, Stafford just I walked away. It. I love it. Wes loves any wrestling reference. Yes. You still watching wrestling, Wes? Yes, I'm watching Mid-South. Quit. So is that like old stuff? Yes, sir. Okay. Are you watching it for the first time? Do you already know what's going to happen? No. Okay. You know what? That's kind of cool. And the thing is, is um, if you if you watch Mid South, you see the guys that are going to be in WWF before long. So who are the stars in the time that you're watching? Who are the names you're watching? Ted DiBiase. Okay. This is pre Million Dollar Man. Is that Million Dollar Man? That is before Million Dollar Man. This is when he his his move was the. The loaded glove. What was that? He had a um, he had a, he had a glove and he and he put some put lead. a foreign object in yes, there. That's right. All right. And and he would he would knock him out cold. <laughs> uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Who else? Let's see. We got uh, um, at the time it was Hacksaw Butch Reed. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jim Duggan. No, they were talking about a different guy. No, it, it, he's. Oh, it's the same guy, different name. No, no, you got to remember. You got to remember. He changed. Uh, um, Butch Reed. Okay. In, I don't know in, who that in is. Mid South ended up being the natural Butch Reed in WWE. Yeah, I don't know that name. I will have to look that up. Oh boy. All right, who else you got? All right, we got uh, Paul Orndorff. 
Okay, I remember him. All right, we got. Uh, he's a heel, right? He's a bad guy. He 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 uh, went back, back, and, back forth. and forth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, King Kong Bundy. <laughs> I remember him. Yeah, and then you got uh, King Kong Bundy. Yeah, you got the uh, the Wild Samoans. Now, were they singles wrestlers after that? Uh, no. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Skandar Akbar. Don't know who that is. Oh my! If you don't know who Skandar Akbar is, you, you don't know wrestling. Well, I guess I don't know wrestling. Well, he w- he was um, the main manager um, in wrestling back in the. Back oh, in the- I recognize him. I yeah. didn't know his name. Yeah. Okay. And then you got. Uh, Let's see. Okay, you got uh, One Man Gang. Oh, yeah. I remember him. All right, you got Slick. Yeah, he was a manager, right? Valet, yeah. whatever. Yeah. All right, now, if if you um, follow anything, that um, Slick ends up, uh, actually, Million Dollar Man, ends up getting all of Bobby Heenan's uh, uh, crowd. Okay. When uh, Bobby Heenan goes to WCW, are you watching anything current, Wes? Did you watch the Royal Rumble? No, I did not. I thought it was the worst Royal Rumble I've ever watched. Why do you think I didn't watch it? Okay, you made the right call. I know because um, and I hadn't watched in forever, but I always tune into the Rumble. You know. Yeah. Now here's the now here's the question. Um, are you going to go to the uh, state fairgrounds to see the new wrestling? Uh, um, that's going on up there uh, in March. I am not. Who's wrestling there? Uh, you got uh, uh, Chris Adams. You've got uh, let's see. I can't remember them all. No, nah, I don't know anything about this. But uh, I mean, uh, you remember the, um, the the guy that did the uh, the the full Nelson that. Uh, the Master Lock? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Chris Masters? Chris Masters is going to be there. <laughs> the Master Lock. Um, uh, Hornswoggle's going to be there. All right. Are you going? I remember Hornswoggle. I think I'm, I, I, I am really uh, very tempted on going. Yes. All right, cool. Have, did you hear our interviews with Brock Anderson yes, and Lodi? That was yes, pretty cool, right? It was real good. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Wes Hines, uh... Let's answer some phones. Wes, play the booty bag intro. Right, See if you know where that is. Oh, yeah. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, things have gone mid-south for the ECU baseball team, mostly south. Four to nothing, Bryant leads in the fifth inning. But we're going to brighten your day with some cold beer and pizza. 12-pack of Bud Light next, and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's can be yours if you are caller number 8 right now, 317-1250, 317-1250. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty. Taking a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Pirates trail 5 nothing in the fifth. They have had a tough time trying to get out of this fifth inning. Uh, one out right now with runners on second and third for the Bryant Bulldogs who have the 5 nothing lead. Pirates need to get out of this one and uh, get a little rally going at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Some other scores. Uh, there's some low-scoring games here on opening day, and some teams are finding it easy to cross the plate, including NC State. They're up 14-4 to on Evansville. Uh, I'm trying to find the score. Georgia Tech... Or Virginia Tech, I'm sorry, had 17 runs uh, last time I checked. Uh, I was put up 12 on Air Force. College of Charleston has 20, a 20 spot against Wagner. Memphis 13 nothing over Valpo. So you got some high scoring games across the country, some low scoring games as well. Long Beach State goes to Starkville and knocks off Mississippi State 3 nothing. That final score. Mississippi State, I think, ranked fourth in the country. Uh, losing on opening day. So Bryant uh, trying to be another team that knocks off a ring team on opening day, but still a lot of baseball left at Clark LeClaire Stadium as uh, the Pirates one out, two outs now in the top of the fifth. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio live line. We'll talk some golf and other topics with Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show, who joins us today, I believe, live from a golf course. Uh, Greeny, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I am. I'm down in Florida playing some golf. So who knew, right? Good deal. How are you uh, shooting today? Uh, not very good. I haven't played in a couple months since you know all we have is snow in the Charlotte area, uh, and it's very very windy down here in Florida right now. So uh, tough conditions. <laughs> doing well so far. Although I just drove the 12th hole and two putted for birdie. All right, there you go. Uh, Mark Greenhill is live on the course joining us. Greeny, let's talk about. Uh, what happened last week before we get to this week, and uh, since I saw it, I've been wanting to hear your take on the Waste Management Open and the theatrics, the uh, hooliganism of the fans. How about that? Last week, we know it's rowdy, but I've never seen that before on a uh, golf course, especially on the PGA Tour. So what's your take, Greeny, as a golf guy on uh, what we saw last weekend? You know, I'm totally fine with it. It, you know, the hole-in-ones and the reaction and the, and the raining beer and beer cans, totally fine with that. I think where those, where the, where the fans draw the, you know, cross the line is like, you know, Justin Thomas chips in for birdie on Sunday. And the same thing happens. It's like, okay, yeah. that's a little much. I mean, the hole-in-ones, I'm all for it. But, you know, everything else, I mean, you can cheer and be loud, but don't throw the stuff and rain down beer cans and beer when somebody chips in for birdie. So, I think that might be crossing the line a little bit, and I think if they could get that under control, but I have no problem with anything else that they do there. And, uh, you know, and I think that's the one venue 
where it works. And I think it also works at the stadium course at Sawgrass, but they don't quite get as, as ruckus. I think it's a little different crowd there. And, okay, that's on the fans. How about uh, the players, Greeny? We had the golfer uh, taking his shirt off and a uh, bit of some Petey Pablo helicopter action there. How about, Is that something that uh, pretty clearly it's only going to happen there and, and nowhere else uh, on the PGA Tour, right? Yeah, and that was, uh, you know, Harry Higgs, I think he was called out by his playing partner, Joel Dahman, that said, I don't think he'll do it. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that was kind of a double dog dare you to do it. Yeah. He knocked in the butt and he went ahead and did it. So, I mean, again, it, that doesn't hurt anybody. And the yeah. funny thing, though, is when you go back and look at it, Patrick Cantlay hits the putt on 16 that bounced about three inches in the air. And then you go back and you say, okay, is that from a random beer bottle or something that landed on that spot in the green created that issue? made his ball bobble. We don't know if it was going in anyway or if it was, you know, what it was. But, you know, if that putt goes in, it might be a different golf tournament. Maybe he wins it outright. So, again, I think if you control, you know, it a little bit from a standpoint of other than the hole-in-one, let him go crazy on the hole-in-one. But I think control it from the other standpoint a little bit more. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, as we record this uh, a couple hours earlier in the day, Harold Varner III just about to tee off. It may not matter uh, that we don't have an update for you during this conversation because he had a rough Thursday and uh, was six over, uh, five over or six over, six over yesterday uh, in his first round at the Genesis Invitational. So after that win, we've seen HV3 miss a cut and now six over uh, on Thursday, Greedy. So he, uh, I don't know, maybe he needs another week off uh, to celebrate that win. Uh, he's struggling a little bit. Yeah, it's it's always tough to come off a win, I think. I mean, everybody wants your time and all that stuff. And, and we've talked about, you know, his putting before. Uh, his putting yesterday actually wasn't that bad. It was his strokes gained off the tee. So we, we've always said that he's good off the tee, he's good on approach. He just doesn't make a lot of putts. And yesterday he was terrible off the tee. So uh, that was the reason for that bad round. So, you know, I, I think that's just an anomaly for, for HV3. I think we'll see him get it back going here again as we get back to Florida. My kind of golf. There you go. Mark Greenhouse getting ready for that. Uh, the golf to get back on the East Coast. And uh, nice weather day here in Greenville, North Carolina, for some college baseball, Greeny. And uh, you're a, a Clemson Tiger. They have a history of good college baseball. It's such a, a niche sport. If you're in a college town, you probably like it. If you're in a city, you might not know it exists. Uh, so where do you stand? Do you follow college baseball at all, Greeny? I, I do a little bit. I mean, when I was at Clemson, I used to go to the baseball games there at Doug King, Kingsmore Stadium. Uh, always an interesting stadium because they have a little uh, a little hill at the uh, out in the outfield that goes up to the wall. So always an interesting little stadium to go watch. Uh, but I watched all the sports. I mean, I watched women's basketball and all the soccer games and baseball games. So I watched everything I could when I was there. So I'm not a huge uh, college baseball fan, but I think it's fun to watch, especially with those aluminum bats popping. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll hear uh, a lot of pinging going on out at Clark LeClaire Stadium this weekend. East Carolina top 15 preseason. We'll see if they can make another run to a Super Regional. And, Greeny, the NFL's wrapped up. So uh, what else outside of golf uh, will you be discussing on the Golf Shop Radio Show on Saturday? Well, I'm a hockey guy, but I don't think we'll get away with uh, talking a lot of hockey. But What, Bruins, I guess? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, they're struggling a little bit right now. Um, you know, but we can uh, – We'll talk about college basketball as we uh, as we head towards ACC tournament in this area. 
Um, you know, we'll get to see. It seems like an odd year. As odd as the ACC football scene was, yeah. it's almost like the basketball scene for the ACC is just as interesting. I mean, there's nobody that's really dominant. I mean, Duke can, can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody. And, you know, they may only get four or five bids, which is really low for the ACC. So uh, not very good basketball being played this year in the ACC. What's the, uh, what's the topic of discussion golf-wise coming up on Saturday for you guys? Oh, I think it'll be Phil Mickelson. And yeah. His, uh, his mouth that, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like he's got a whole lot of support from PGA Tour players. Uh, you know, Rory and all these guys have kind of come out and, and said Phil's basically speaking for Phil and not for the rest of us. So uh, it seems like there's a huge rift on the PGA Tour. And uh, I think it was Rory McIlroy that actually said it looks like the, the Saudi Golf League is going to be more of a mid-senior tour where you're going to get guys in their mid-40s to early 50s uh, being the marquee players out there. So hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Supposedly they weren't going to really release anything until they signed 20 players. Supposedly they got 20 players signed. We don't know who they are other than maybe Phil and and uh, somebody like Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter and those kind of guys. So um, for, for me, not really, unless you get maybe a Bryson, but one or two marquee players isn't going to do it for me. Interesting. Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, will let you get back to your golfing. Thanks for joining us today, and have a great show on Saturday. All right, thanks, Cliff. You too. Have a good one. Mark Greenhill joining us, Golf Shop Radio Show, produced by Wes Hines here locally. Thank you. And every Thank Saturday, you. 8 to 10 a.m. Uh, right here on Pirate Radio. All right, uh, East Carolina Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard Update, presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Pirates down 5 nothing. bottom of the fifth. AMAC, Alec Makarevich trying to start a rally here as he leads off the bottom of the fifth. We'll keep you up to date on what happens in the next 20 minutes or so, see if the Pirates can scratch across a run and start a little rally here in the later innings, the second half of this baseball game. You heading out there, Chandler? Yeah. I'm you better get you a layer or two. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop by the house and, and grab some slacks, a jack, and maybe a hoodie. And maybe a, a pack. And a pack. Yeah, a, a whack pack. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. More to go. We'll get a uh, get a West Hines life update, see if anything's going on with you, Wes. All right. And uh, talk more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 53,000 followers today at PR927FM. And uh, congratulations to Steve Hill, who was the winner of our Free Beer Friday today forgot to mention that going coming into the last break uh so congratulations to steve hill so let's head back into prl here's your host clip rock all right steve hill was at trivia the other night in his washington commander's hat i saw the hat 
I guess I'm going to have to get a lid at some point. I know I was uh, watching you on Twitter there. Uh, how how late did that thing uh, go? What thing? Uh, your trivia the other night. It goes, um, it goes to about 10 o'clock every night. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, try to wrap up before 10, but we had a lot of, we had a big crowd, so it took a little longer, so. That's what I thought. We were done right around 10. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Wow. It was a good crowd. What are you wowing about over there? Uh, you'll, I think you're behind, but you'll see it. The okay. right fielder and center fielder collided, but the right fielder makes the catch, uh, and Bryant gets out of the inning, uh, and it remains 5 to nothing. Bryant over ECU oh. on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by Dubuck. And they were having a disagreement on whose ball that was uh, as they run off the field there. <laughs> They're still talking. They're trotting in, having a long conversation. Uh, that could have been ugly. But yeah. Instead, uh, Gotta communicate. it's ugly right now because the Pirates are losing 5 nothing. We saw Justin Wilcoxon, Wilcoxon get a base hit up the middle. And then Luke, uh-oh, where's his name? Is Luke Larson playing baseball as well? Luke Lawson. Luke Lawson's playing baseball. Luke Nowak. Who's that, Chandler? Luke Nowak? Yeah. I have no idea. He was a pinch runner. Oh, a pinch runner for uh, for Wilcox. <laughs> yeah. So uh, some new names that we're going to learn and get to know this season. Uh, Luke Nowak came in as a pinch runner. So I guess we're going to have a new catcher, Ben Newton, or uh, otherwise coming into the game here in the top of the sixth inning. All right. Um, Wes Hines, great to see you, man. Great to see you, Clip. Did you watch the Super Bowl? No, I did not. Did you... Uh, <laughs> if you could choose a halftime musical act for the Super Bowl, who yep. would, alive or dead, who would you pick? Oh, I would uh, go with uh, Tim McGraw. Hey, that's not bad. He's got a ton of hits. Yep. Probably put on a decent show. Is uh, he still if, like if Nashville hosted the Super Bowl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do like uh, Reva, mm-hmm. Tim McGraw, do a whole country thing. Yes. I'm right. with you, Wes. Toby Keith. Yeah. I like that. Uh, is he still married to Faith Hill? Faith yes. Hill. Yeah, yes. Okay. He was married to Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. <laughs> that's a movie, Chandler. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Wes, uh, what's going on in your world, man? What's new? Oh, just uh, um, I will not uh, go into health issues because yeah. it, cause they get graphic after a while. So. Yeah, and you've had a lot of stuff, but yeah. we uh you're you doing all right right now? Yes, sir. I've got uh I go see the uh surgeon in uh April and hopefully they'll get my uh neck and back fixed and I'll be good to go. All right. Uh well we're glad you're you're up and running. Yeah. Appreciate your help as always. Mm-hmm. Uh well now your wife's here. You can't yeah. tell the good stories. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah. it was just about to be story time. Yeah. And now, yeah. That's the way it is. What's on the dinner menu tonight, Wes? Oh, let's see. We'll probably uh, do uh, uh, the Angus Grill, probably. Nice. Yeah. Well, you get a burger? Mm-hmm. Good, yeah, there you go. Good stop. Good stop. Great burgers. Uh, also, really good cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. And they have different kinds. I like the. Steak and egg cheesesteak. Ooh. Got to add throw a little egg on it. Come on. Come on oh, now. Come on. Come on I'll throw some eggs so I can... Uh, Come on now. So I can blow my <laughs> wife out of the bed. 
All right. There you go. We got there. I didn't know how we'd get there, but we got there. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, Wes. (laughs) We know what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, I don't. That's why you like eggs? Just for that one reason? Yeah. Okay. You want to bed to yourself? (laughs) You ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. And if you got to. You've got to, um, to um, relieve yourself. You just got to go get eat mushrooms. That's what I do. What are you talking about? No, if you if you've got to um, to crap. <laughs> okay. Well, Wes, get Wes. Peggy's back here saying. Jeez, Wesley. Yeah, I'm not setting you up for it. So that cheese thing I was talking about, I'm pretty sure it has mushrooms on it, too. All right. So, so. You're going to have a fun night at home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So party at Anger's Grill after party at the Heinz house. Yeah. Specifically the restroom, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back, get ready to wrap things up on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Pirates trailing 5 nothing in the sixth inning as Bryant up to the plate, one out in the sixth. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you, and wrap it up after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, time to wrap up the show. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in green at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville at On Railroad Street. The Breakers, your, uh, the best place for all your sports watching needs. Now let's head back to the PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All right. I can go for some wings at the Breaker. Uh, update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. You on the Dubuck this weekend, Taylor? Uh, I might slip out there one night. Slip out to the Buck? Possibly tomorrow. Uh, softball Pirates have already won today, and they're up one nothing right now in the second inning against Rutgers. So one nothing ECU softball with the lead. Uh, baseball Pirates, different story. Down five nothing. Chandler, you'll be able to see a few innings when you leave here and uh, get out to Clark McClare because it is the bottom of the sixth, no outs, and Cunningham up. With the Pirates trailing five nothing, hopefully see a rally by the Pirates and get some uh, the beer that I was promised. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pirates have had back to back walk off wins on opening day, so maybe a little rally coming here late in this one. We shall see. Uh, but right now, down five nothing. Wes, thanks for pinch hitting today, man. 
That's it. We have a different one. Yeah. Huh? That's it. That's it. Hit oh. it. Okay. Wes, thanks for pinch hitting the dog. Thank you. Yes, sir. No problem. And uh, we'll see you again soon. I will be here. Right. Whatever you say. He's all around. He's everywhere. Chan Man, we'll talk to you Monday. All right. 3 o'clock. And we'll see, see you fine, folks. Monday at 3 on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the baseball out at Clark McClare. And we'll talk to you on Monday. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.